Good evening and welcome people to episode 480 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And... Ian Loring, hello. What What if someone's listening in the afternoon though, Mark? Because you only said good morning and good evening. Then they have to fucking wait. They have to wait, pause, wait. <laughs> pause, wait, or get on a plane right now, fly it somewhere where it's the evening or the morning. It's a bit excessive. What? We're an excessive show. And what do we have this week on our excessive show? We have Knock at the Cabin. We, we don't have The Whale uh, because... Uh, life. Life. Yeah. Life, life, well. Life got in the way. Life, life, life got in the way. And, COVID uh, got in the fucking he, way. We could say it. Ian got attacked by COVID. Ian got COVID and we got our week ruined. Well, our whole of January and the start of February ruined by roadworks. Yes. yes. Bricks. Yes. <laughs> Absolute, absolute dickheads. Yeah. An absolute dickhead of COVID. Yes. Uh, yes, so that was it. But yeah, we've got knack at the cabin. But we decided to do, well, we decided to do something else, didn't we? Yes, we yeah. did. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, we did. So, so, um, I'm going to stay that this this isn't possibly going to become a regular feature. <laughs> and we are not... We are not empiring and branching out into fucking TV. However, we did think it would be interesting as a lot of people are watching The Last of Us TV show and we have two of the three of us have played the game and enjoyed the game. Mm-hmm. Two of the three of us have played it multiple times. Yes. On different formats, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... There is, there is sort of. I think there is an, an angle to come at it from people who've played the game and know the workings of it, and somebody who hasn't and doesn't know the workings of it and can kind of give that perspective perspective yes. on that. So yes, so we'll be talking the first three episodes of The Last of Us, and if we'll find out if Mark's not that bothered about continuing, then Bex and I can talk about episode four. I really think you need to watch episode four at least. Well, we'll find out after I've spoken uh, uh, about the first mm. three episodes. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're going to chat that, uh, plus some what we've been watching and, and other bits. Um, yeah, we are a positive podcast. Uh, go listen to our friend's shows, um, including Rewatch Project, Chink vs. Chinstroke vs. Punzer, Ed Stimp Landfill, and a whole host of other ones out there. Go listen. Boom, 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 boom. But listen to this one first, unless you've got to get on a flight. Do you need a minute? What? Do you need a minute to just slow down? No. Let's go. We're on a train now. <laughs> We're on a freight train. 
We're a freight train heading to a cabin. Uh, yeah, what's happened in the news this week, Ian? Freight train headed to a cabin? Yeah. Is that just, was that just a random collection of words, or is that a reference to something? No, it's just a random collection of words. Okay, we're on cool. a train, and we're going to review Knock at the Cabin. I think that was his thinking. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I, I was right. going to say, we're on, we're on a train, and, and then we're going to go and catch a plane, but I remembered that it's just we watched plane, Ian watched plane last week. I had to pivot quite quickly. Okay, that's fine. You're chaotic. He, he is, and I, I'm, I've been finding it quite hard to concentrate all week, so it's not a good mix. Uh, so let's see how, let's see how today goes. Um, I, I, like, yeah. So apologies if, uh, if there's any brain fogginess on the show. I'm a lot better than I was at the weekend and on Monday. And also, for anyone who's wondering, I did six COVID tests in four days. Friday, I was testing negative. Went to see Knock at the Cabin. Was feeling fine. Friday night, the chills descended and it went downhill from there. Straight up, if it was a day, like if it came a day earlier, there is not a fucking chance I would have gone to see Knock at the Cabin. No. So, uh, just if anyone's kind of like thinking about the COVID timescales of it all. Um, there, there you go. So, I, I, uh, I think our, our audience is very much aware of the fact that we're all quite COVID responsible here. I certainly try to be, yeah. but yeah, it, it 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 was it was what it was. So yes, obviously I didn't go see the whale. Um, and, 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 so and what was judging, I saying? Sorry, judging Jesus. from from the complete lack of anybody talking about it, I don't think we were alone in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch up with it. Yeah, I'll see it this weekend. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just if I'm slightly more babbly than normal, then uh, you know, apologies. But like, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a mission getting through the last few days. Are you still um, COVID, Benny, and are you? It's it's so no. I mean, like I. It, not no, not not so much in terms of like physical symptoms, but. The the brain fog, like, is real this time round. Like, Monday, I almost had to just go, I'm going to have to log off. Because I, I found it really hard to concentrate. I was just saying a bunch of shit. And not really knowing what I was saying. Um, and it was, um, it was something. And, like, it was like... I'd have like, not kind of a headache, but more like the longer I was literally trying to focus on something, it, it's almost like a tinnitusy kind of feeling would come across me and I just wouldn't be able to shake it. Very, very weird. Very, And it's the first time I had COVID, barely touched the sides. I was just bored. This time round, like it, like, yeah like rough um wouldn't wish it on anyone yeah it's crap are you still testing positive or um i um tested i haven't done a test today Mm. um i test i was testing mildly positive i was showing i was showing it in the boy chat like it's been going down so like saturday red line as fuck monday not so much Yesterday, even more, not so much. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, like tomorrow, tomorrow, I like I'll be free and clear, and I'd be free and clear anyway. Um. Mine when I did one in the middle of having COVID, when it was just a black line, it fucking terrified me. <laughs> it, yeah. I, it, yeah. It was like it was. It was like normally it's a red line, but it was black, and it was like, what the fuck have I got? What is going on here? <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it was it was a real, real thick line on Saturday mm. morning, which is bizarre, because Friday, I swear to God, there was nothing. Weird. There was nothing. Um, really, really weird. But, um, yeah, like I say, just brain, like, very odd brain fog. Like, I could, you've heard, I've heard of, like, people talk about that. And I was like, well, you know, I didn't have that first time around. That's really weird. This time around, yeah, man. I, I had the brain fog when I had it, didn't I? I think I still have <sighs> Yeah. I don't think cognitively I've caught up since having COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's something. So anyway, yeah, there we go. Um, so in terms of movie news, um, Guillermo del Toro is doing a Frankenstein film for Netflix. Uh, there's been some casting by the looks of it. Um, it's not confirmed, confirmed, but it's reputable places reporting it. Andrew Garfield is going to be playing the monster and Oscar Isaac is going to be playing Dr. Frankenstein. More sure. If that was the other way around. I would be more interested if it was the other way around. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that seems like it'd be more interesting the other way around. But still up for it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there's that. Um, okay, and uh, Andrea Riseborough did not have her nomination um, rescinded. Um, and good on her. May chaos reign. Yep. Um, just very, you know, very good. Well done. Um, so um, A24 have picked up um, a new horror film to be directed by a 17-year-old who's going to be filming it after he finishes the school year. Uh, which is wild. Um, I'm trying to find it now. I ah, uh, where is it? It was on Deadline the other day, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Feels a little bit skinnamarinky. Of uh, is Kim it just going to be stuff? Yeah, that's it. You got it, have you? Yeah. Uh, who does a series called The Backrooms? So he does that on YouTube, but yeah. he's making a yeah, he's making a film, and it's um. Yeah, like like I said, I kind of like looking at like some of the shots of this backroom stuff. It looks a little bit all right. So you're just gonna put a camera in front of a crook in a doorway or something, are you? And that's gonna be scary. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting if we're in for a new wave of horror about things that aren't really scary to people who are older. Um, that'll be fun. Yeah, it, it it will be a, it it will be like horror's version of Mumblecore. It'll be a sure. It's all right to exist there. I just don't need to pay any attention to it. <laughs> but you know, hey, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, um, do you know what? I genuinely hope that that if this ha- it, it, it happens, I genuinely hope it's great. I know this kid goes on to be the next big fucking thing in horror because fair play to the kid. 17 fucking years old. That's some fucking... It, it, he has clearly worked fucking hard on a craft there. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Go on and go make that money. Go do your exams. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Aside from that, I can't really think of too much that's been what happening. There was Netflix accidentally uh, put oh, out their, oh, yeah, let's their do password this. sharing bit, didn't they? Um, well, I, I have two little streaming things that I want to talk about quickly. So there was a Netflix uh, password thing that they said then came out and were like, oh, no, that was a mistake. And you feel a little bit like, it felt like an announcement, to be honest. Yeah, it, it wasn't a mistake. It was more just early. It, it felt felt like felt like that was an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Um, I don't get how that works, though. Like, there's so many fucking, like, bull- there's so much bullshittery to it. Like, if I want to sit at work and watch Netflix while I'm waiting for the day to start I can't because it's not on the same Wi-Fi network as the TV is at home but as long as you, as long as you log into that network at least once every 30 days you're okay no that's not what it was saying it was saying that on your home devices that are on the same yeah it's, so if, you watch on, if you watch on your phone you have to log into it on your phone once every 30 days at home at home yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine you would do that wouldn't you so literally, once a month on your phone, just go in the Netflix app and start watching something. Yeah. That, what, what, what? No, because no, that what that bit about like logging in once a month was on all your devices that you use at home on your home Wi-Fi network. Yeah. You have to be logged into them at least once a month to use them at home. No, to, if you, that's not what it was saying. It was. It wasn't saying to use them at home. No, you, you to be able to use it outside of the home. You, to be able to use them outside of the home, it has to send you like a prompt or something. It can disable your service and you have to get like a code. But, but you, as long as you've logged into it once every 30 days at home, it's fine. Okay. What? That's not how it read to me, that's all. I think that's done. Pretty, that okay, was... that's fine. I've obviously misunderstood. Okay. It still seems fucking but... stupid, doesn't it? Like you go on holiday and you want to use it, it detects that you're on a different Wi-Fi network and it can disable your service. Not if you've logged in, in at home within 30 days, though. Oh, right. But, I mean, if, say, like, you work on an oil platform, and I know that's kind of an extreme example, but people do work on an oil platform for months at a time. Does that mean they can't have Netflix anymore on their fucking iPads or whatever when they're offshore? Um... I've seen a lot of like some actors saying, right, so if I'm fit on location shooting a Netflix film and the shoot's longer than 30 days and I don't go home, then I can't watch Netflix. The, the, the thing is... Which is, is a fair point. Is I, I have a bit of a... So, for instance, for us, Isabel mm. uses our Netflix account uh, and she's at university. But she'd be using it, if she still lived at home, she'd be using it upstairs anyway. Yeah. So it's no different. No. And the thing is, I, I, I genuinely do think the password sharing thing it, it is a problem and it, it, it needs addressing. Mm. But not for like what, it, password sharing is different. That is our child is using it at university. Yeah. If, if somebody else had their kid using it at university, that's fine. It isn't. It's when you have people go, oh, my mum has my Netflix account mm. as well. It's like, well, no, hang on a minute. Your mum can have her own fucking Netflix account. That's it. I think I think kids at university, if they're still in full-time education, they should still class as dependents and mm. there should be an exemption for that. Yeah. If it's, oh, yeah, my ex's brother's girlfriend fucking uses it, that's different. Yeah. 
it's it, 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 that and that kind of is a little bit like well hang on a minute You're I'm taking the piss fucking paying for this yeah. it's like whenever anybody mentions the fact that when you mention a film to somebody and they want to check to see if it's on their dodgy box and it makes you want to punch them in the face yeah yeah <laughs> um, but yeah there's that that was the first thing about the streaming thing mm. the second one right is now a couple of years ago, like five years ago, we had basically Netflix and Prime, but maybe longer. When the streaming thing became a thing, we had Netflix and then Prime came about. Yeah. And it was it was that. And then the studios themselves started to want to take a little bit of ownership. Chief, the ones who kind of seemed to grasp the idea best was Disney. Disney, yeah. Um, and they wanted to take ownership of it. Right? Now, there's something I've noticed recently with Disney Plus that has made me kind of go, hang on a minute. That's not right. So, I can understand why movies come and go with Prime and Now and uh, Netflix. I can understand why they come and go from there because... They, you know, they, they don't own the right. movies. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're licensing from elsewhere. So, I, with Disney Plus, I can get the idea that they don't just have the full fucking Disney, full Touchstone, full Fox back catalogue on there now. I can get why they don't have all of that there. But, I've noticed they've started removing movies. Yeah. Why? To make some bank by giving the so, rights to someone else for a bit. But, but they can and still have the rights can go to somebody else anyway. They can still let fucking Netflix have it. They can still let fucking private. There, there are movies that are on all three. Yeah. Out there. But I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like I've seen in the US at least they're removing some because they're basically saying they're going to sell them to other places and it may be that those other places will now say in the new contracts you can't have it on disney plus it's got like we we've got to have it um i could see that being a case in like new negotiations now that disney has its own platform like yeah. an exclusivity clause and that, that, that yeah. that's fine but i don't know I, I think it's a little bit it, it's one of these things it, it's a it, it i can relate it back to a gaming conversation that i was having with you becky um, where the only game I don't even play anywhere near as much as I used to mm. that I really play is FIFA. Yeah, but I don't. I can't even bother getting in with the fucking online shit. I don't ultimate team. No. Um, I don't co-op play or anything like that. Um, because fourteen-year-olds have better dexterity and more time than me, so they they can get really good at it. And I'm happy to be as good as I am. For bit. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, or, or anything like that. So I just play career mode, but because you, you they don't offer packs within career mode, yeah. and they can't get an extra however much off me in career mode, they just don't give a shit. Yeah, quite simply, it is garbage. And the iteration that is on the latest one is a steaming hot pile of garbage. Um, by by trying to make it better, they've basically just added a 
a fancy fucking new fascia to it that has actually made it horrifically worse. Um, and so there's there's that. Um, it, it's a, the, 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 it, it's that they don't give a shit there. Mm. I don't give a shit what new Star Wars fucking series is coming out this year. I don't give a shit what new Marvel series is coming out this year. I, I, I do not care. I do not subscribe to Disney Plus because I, I cannot wait for the new Mando. I love that people do. Great. Love that people enjoy it. Everything like that. But I don't care. Right? What I do care about, because I'm an idiot, I will, I will answer this, is that when I go, do you know what I fancy watching? I fancy downloading to my iPad to watch during my lunch. I fancy watching the Steakout movies. Oh, they're on Disney+. Plus. I remember, because I remember making loads of jokes about it, that they were on the fucking poster and all the fucking titles. Blah, 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 da, da, da. Oh, why can't I find them? Why can't I find them? Check, they're not there anymore. Why have they removed these movies? Because they hate you. It's starting to feel like that. But, no, if I'm paying that, that money and they keep upping that money... Mm. You need to be adding more, yeah, not, not fucking taking away. shit away, yeah. dickheads. Not stuff that is it, it, that you have. <laughs> That's it. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a little bit like, I just get the feeling that the streaming services at the moment are tying themselves in knots. And it, it literally is going to get to, in a few years' time, one of the... They're going to get together, sit on a table and go, do you know what? We could group haul this together. And sell it as a package, mm. and you basically go, "Yeah, it's basically it's fucking cable, dickheads." Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like with with back to the Netflix thing, I I get it. Password sharing is a problem. Various different households sharing a password for Netflix and just not paying the whatever it is a month, it is an issue for them. It is a cash flow thing, but they're just going about it the wrong way. It, it should be, it could quite simply should be, if if you have a password that has been used on multiple static devices, mm. and so you can say a, a TV is a static device. Mm. They know, Netflix know if we've got Netflix open on a TV rather than an iPad or a yeah, yeah. If it's used on a static device and you have three different static devices in three different households, because again, they can tell that, mm. then that can be a little bit like you, they get your account gets an email ping saying, ooh, by the way. Yeah. It shouldn't be that it just gets blocked. I, I would think there'll be, there'll, there'll be a, an email coming out. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what they actually officially announced now that they've kind of gone, ooh, that spooked it a little bit. Let's fucking change that mm. and pretend that that isn't what we were going to do. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was all I had to say. <laughs> mm. Trailers. Do we have any apart from Ian's, Ian's contender that is going to trouble uh, Cocaine Bear for film of the year? Absolutely. Um, so... <clears throat> Guy Ritchie uh, has a new trailer out, despite the fact that his last film still hasn't released. Um, <laughs> this so, is going to come uh, out before that. <laughs> I mean, it kind of seems like it could do, doesn't it? Um, so this is Guy, Ri- Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, um, where his name is in the title. Um, 
I I mean, I'm up for Jake Gyllenhaal in the Guy Ritchie film. I kind of wish it wasn't this one. Yeah, I I I got bored during the trailer. That doesn't bother uh-huh. me for the film. Oh, actually, I haven't watched this trailer yet. Boring. Is it? Mm. That it is. Yeah. It feels really just generic. It kind of seems like him trying to do inspirational war story. Oh. And it and it's just like I uh, know. I, I want Jake. I want Jake Gyllenhaal in ambulance in a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I want you to take Jake Gyllenhaal from Jarhead and then smash ambulance into him. Smash an ambulance. That would work. Yeah. It just it does. There is nothing. If it wasn't called Guy Ritchie's The Covenant and you watch this trailer, there is no indication that it's a Guy Ritchie film. I don't think I'd watch it. No. Like, no. Uh, I don't know. There is the Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I will watch anything with Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I, yeah. I, like, honestly, like even even though it's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it, I think if it wasn't for the fact it's Guy Ritchie, I would be... I'll see how the reviews are. Yeah. No, no, I'll watch no, it when it comes onto Netflix. Yeah, there's, there's, sure. there's that. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it if it comes onto a streaming service. Yeah. When Amazon Prime buy it and then just don't release it. I'll give you a watch and see what you think. I just... It, yeah. Yeah. What else have we got? Um, um, I watched a trailer for The Lost King. Did you watch this one, Ian? It's already out on iTunes, I think. Is it? I've not I've yeah, it's seen like, anything about it, and I just saw... Uh, it got a cinema release last year. Right. Um, but I think it's because it's coming out in the US that the trailer's suddenly popped up again. It's the Steve Coogan one, yeah? Steve Coogan and fucking um, Sally... Hawkins. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's really strange, I think, about Sally Hawkins? What? Um, if you looked at a, if you'd looked at Sally Hawkins uh, in Happy Go Lucky, and then at her now, you wouldn't have thought that that person would now look like that person. I think that someone's going to switch a room at some point switch in the middle yeah. in the middle of her career. I do quite like really? this stuff though, which is why I watched the trailer. But it, it do you, have you seen anything about this? I think she basically has like visions of Richard the Third, and then yeah, I think I watched the trailer for it a while ago. Yeah, looks weird. Yeah. Oh, another one actually that I watched last week, um, but then obviously I wasn't on. I don't know if it was before you guys recorded or not. Um, have you watched the Boogeyman trailer, Ian? Oh shit! Yeah, no, we didn't talk about that. I think that was like the day after we recorded. Yeah. Thoughts. Um. Sure, um, I like. I'm very happy for Rob. Um, I, I like. I'm. It looks better. Than, it looks a lot better than the dash cam. Um, I think that's a really fucking low bar. It it is, um, unfortunately. Um, and let's let's give it a go. Why not? Um, I, I am excited about the fact that it was going to be like a straight to Hulu slash Disney Plus, but test screenings went well and they were like, no, we're going to put this in cinemas. That usually bodes well when it comes to horror. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up for this. Hmm. The trailer's not like any great shakes, don't get me wrong, but it's just, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for it for the pedigree and what I know about it. It just, I think... I think the issue issue with making such a having such a great unique 
and you know um and, and well-received debut is you have to follow that up and obviously his first film was so like whoa this is fucking amazing he must be such a genius to make such a great film out of this format and then dash cam's shit and then this just looks really cookie cutter but is that a cookie cutter trailer could be hopefully yeah I really hope so. I know from listening to various things, it deviates a lot from the short story it's based on. Like, a lot. Like, mm. it's completely different. Oh. Like, it's Stephen King's The Boogeyman in name only. Oh. Hmm. Well, King's... I've apparently seen it and liked it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, King put out a thing saying he liked it. I yeah, really he put a tweet out, didn't he? Yeah. I really, yeah, really hope it's good. But it, it just the trailer just looks so, so generic. But so it's generic a child horror in peril, really. Yeah, yeah. All horror movie trailers are basically the same. I don't know. There was that Ethan Hawke one, and the trailer for that was banging. Blackthorn. Before yeah. Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer for Blackthorn was like, "What the fuck is this? This looks amazing. Like they, they can be done well." Yeah, but the Before Sunshine would be a good, uh, good uh, title for a vampire film, mind. It would be actually, yeah. Before Sunshine, before Sunrise. God damn it! Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Ian, strays. <laughs> right. Okay. So strays. Um, I don't care that people are saying this looks dumb. You know, oh, this <gasps> is for twelve-year-olds. Like, this is all I'm seeing on fucking Reddit, my <laughs> new place to hate things. Do, do you know what? Um, do you know what? I, I I always say that. What's wrong with being a little bit dumb and fun look, with films? It. The thing is, right? It's dogs. Okay. <laughs> so already a winner uh, I was a little bit worried and Donna said this as well I was a little bit worried when it looked like what he's going to try and go back to his master who's a dickhead and it was like he's going back to him to rip his dick off <laughs> I was like right yeah okay fine film of the year um, let's let's it, go it, it's, it's, it's a great turn when he says I'm going to get the most important thing you're thinking what's he going to say I'm going to bite his dick off like and then, and then the other dog's just like you know I've just had a couple of beers but did you just say that and what I thought you just said I mean <laughs> I don't I look I a dog's fucking a gnome dog's talking about ripping dicks off I mean just the the, the whole like we play a game called fetch and fuck it's like what the fuck is fetch and fuck and he explains it he's like alright oh, yeah okay it's a very literal title um, I, I I just yeah I am well up for this directed by the guy who directed Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar um, which it, it, kind of makes me more pumped yeah, exactly. Um, it, yeah, man, I am really, really up for this. It, hey, it could be another sausage party, and you know, I it, it, it could it could maybe just not work. It, it could, but I, I, don't know. I think the thing is, as someone who went back and rewatched Sausage Party recently, Sausage Party <laughs> is let down by two major things. One, it's constantly trying to offend you. And two, because it's that group of people, they have to get weed into it somewhere. And it just feels a little bit like, right, can we grow up a little bit now? Whereas this just feels fucking dumb. And I don't mind dumb. I'm up for that. Yeah, I do. Just, I'm up for just being entertained at the cinema this year. This and fucking Cocaine Bear. I'm down for cocaine bear, but you enjoy strays. All right. 
see talking dogs swearing. It's homeward bound, but dogs. but it's homeward bound, but with vengeance. He's gonna go rip bite his dick off, Bex, and he better actually succeed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If this this movie doesn't have that dog biting that guy's dick off or something like that. Do you know what, it started off and I was like, do you know what, this doesn't look too bad. And then it's like, they've obviously gone, do you know what, be really funny, right? Right, we get cute dogs, right? Because dogs are cute. Cute dogs, right? And then we make them swear. Nah, our bar's but, higher but, than that, I'm afraid. Becky, see, it's funny! Yeah, you see, I really liked that. Um, that... I, I did enjoy Fetch and Fuck, that did make me laugh. I, I enjoyed that, <laughs> that, that Muppets movie that was just... Obviously. Happy Time Murders. Happy Time Murders. See, I love Happy Time Murders. Yeah. But they weren't cute Muppets, were they? They weren't trying to make them cute Muppets. It was just doing the whole kind of Roger Rabbit kind of these things live in this world kind of thing. Wasn't trying to be... I don't find dogs cute, though. No. So... I don't know, the Boston Terrier in this trailer is quite cute. The rest of them can... <laughs> the great day. I'd, I'd have a great day. Could have been that Boston Terrier. <laughs> Only she does certain things. <laughs> we have a long-running joke, don't we? That when Isabel comes out, we've got to make her a rainbow cake and buy her a Boston Terrier. <laughs> yes, that she can bring her adopted child and her Boston Terrier around. Yeah. She's adamantly straight, though. Yeah, there's no proof of that yet. She's trying to make a rainbow cake. She says I can make her one anyway, but it won't be the same. Right, well, fucking straight is. <laughs> <laughs> it's our way of making her feel like whatever she did comes out with, she's she's accepted, but... Yeah. Unless she's straight. So, hang on, hang on. If, if, she, if, if she brings a boy... If she brings a boyfriend back one day, Mark, are you going to be like, no, you're not. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you two, so wait, wait, are you right a, now, are you, are in you front of there? me. It's the only way to be sure. Yeah. You're right, beard. <laughs> right, show me your dick. <laughs> Hang on, but why? Why would him having a di- what? Just to prove he has a dick? Yep. <laughs> Very strict rules. Okay. <laughs> so moving on from segueing quite nicely from showing dicks, knock at the cabin. You have to understand that we cannot and will not choose who is to be sacrificed for you, and just as importantly, we cannot act for you. You cannot kill yourselves. We're not choosing anyone we're not sacrificing anyone not now not ever even if it means the death of everyone else in the world yes even if i believe the world was at stake which i don't that's what it means i would watch the world die a hundred times over before having christ waste of time they're never going to choose to do this and i don't blame them what Knock at the no, but there's there's, there's, there's there's many like other men's dicks. What? <laughs> Fucking hell. No. What? Going from a different angle. Just saying. <laughs> That's what he said. No, 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 no. That Come on me. now. You know I'm not 100%. What do you mean? He's making. He's, he's, he's relating dicks to Knock at the Cabin because the. Guys in it are gay, and they both like dicks. But but men, other people born male have dicks. Why is it just gay people? No, because no, they, they, they both like, like dicks. They like each other's dicks, don't they? Um. Yeah, but they but but men have dicks. Yeah. 
Well, Whether they're gay or not. Yeah, but I'm saying, but they, but, but these particular men who knock at the cabin like each other. They yeah. like, they like, they like, they like dicks. But it's not a bunch of dicks. It's two dicks. Yeah, they like dicks. Each other's dick. Yeah. That's not a bunch. I never said a bunch. You said a bunch. You said a bunch. You said a bouquet of cock. <laughs> Somebody said a bunch of dicks. Yeah, you. you. <laughs> no, it was Mark. It was Mark. Becky, are you are you joking now, or are you? Was it he did actually say a bunch of dicks? I don't remember him saying a bunch of dicks. He said a bunch of dicks. I swear. <laughs> Right, someone tweet at Film Bastards when you're listening to this. Did he say a bunch of dicks? Gonna need I, can't to know. Get my, I can't get my head away from a bouquet of cock now. I mean, a bouquet it's, of cock is spectacular. It's got cellophane around it. There's a ribbon. It's got a mental yeah. picture. Just yeah. fucking yeah. words are just cocks. Yeah. Right in there. So. Just flobbling around. Just fucking go in there. Yeah. Anyway. Valentine's Day next weekend, babe. <laughs> I do not want a bouquet of cock. Well, it's ordered down. I guarantee you I can get you a bouquet of cocks. You want a bouquet of cocks? I'll get you a bouquet of cocks. By Alexa's going mad. Between he's now. he's already set like some sort of shortcut for if he says bouquet of cocks. <laughs> it's just ordered six like <laughs> fucking weird things that he's got shortcut into bouquet of cocks. Yep. Fucking hell. It's going to be a fun fucking weekend. You, you like... You, like next week, you're gonna get like 200 meters of dental floss come at you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Knock at the cabin. I'm gonna try and fucking segment this movie again. Yeah, you should have. You should have found a better way. I disagree. That was awful. That was awful. Well, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> Written... The thing is, when you say the title of the film. And you obviously don't know this because I don't say it and you don't listen to the show. I put in a clip from the film. <laughs> so now it's going to be, you're going to say knock at the cabin. Then there's going to be a clip. And then it's just going to be like a couple of minutes of me trying to, to, to determine how many dicks we're talking about. <laughs> a bunch, apparently. A bouquet. A bouquet. A, a plethora. Yeah, a plethora of wang. Knock at the Cabin, <laughs> written and directed by uh, M. Night Shyamalan, um, based on a book, The Cabin at the End of the World, um, starring David Batista, Jonathan Groff, uh, Ben Aldridge, uh, Abby Quinn, Rupert Grin, uh, and Nikki Mookbird. Uh, what is it about? I haven't got the IMDb. Have you got the IMDb there, Rebecca? You don't. Let's see what it says, because I'm always intrigued by these. Knock at the Cabin. What does this say? While vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. Pretty accurate, actually. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ian. Yep. How did you find uh, Knock at the Cabin? I thought it was disappointingly all right. Um, It... It was really one of those, like, in one eye, out the other films, and I wasn't expecting that. I, I, I went... I was I was planning on knocking on that cabin pretty fucking hard yeah, on Friday were, afternoon. Yeah. I won't lie, I was I was excited. Um, I think it's got some good it, it's got some good filmmaking style. Dude knows how to move around a camera, which doesn't happen in a lot of films these days. It feels like mm. just like a camera, vroom, vroom, 
or things like that. Extreme close-ups doesn't really happen these yeah, days. A, like a changing, um, changing static uh, perspective doesn't happen anywhere near enough. Whereas this does. You know, you are. It is. Yeah. It's altering focus, but it's not just that person talking to their in focus. Now this person talks to this person in focus. It oh. used those tricks quite nice. Tempe. Sorry, sorry, two ticks. Uh, Lottie just brought me beers. Tempe, what did mummy negotiate with you? Okay, okay, cool. Thank you very much. Could you take these down, please? Okay. Did Thanks. you want to? Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Thanks, son. Love you. Right, sorry, just got to put ten p in Donnie uh, in Lottie's bank account. Sorry, sorry. Please continue. Yeah, to so just say, yeah, the use of like the movement and perspective, I thought was really was was quite well done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it like it feels like a film. It looks like a film. It's shot on thirty five, and you know, it, it all, all 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 that good stuff. You can tell as well. And and uh, yep, yeah, I genuinely think you can tell. Um, there's and there's little like imperfections in the in the in the print from time to time, like it's specs and stuff. It's great. It's great. So, um, but 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 but, um, I thought that it was a film that. It, it, it kind of played out what is quite a mad plot in the most ordinary way possible. You know, it was just like, it did the setup and then it did the whole kind of like, they're going to ask them, they're going to say no, then uh, one of them's going to put a fucking pillowcase over their head and they're going to die. And it's like, right, so that's just going to happen several times then until we make the choice. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool, fine. And uh, what's the choice? Um... Right, okay. One of them's getting more into it than the than the other one. All right. Cool. So that one's just going to go, right, you're going to need to kill me then. And does that happen? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um the the book is different. The book is very different. Uh, the, yeah. the book I don't think you could actually film, maybe. I I I don't think like audiences would go for it. I would. Uh I would have preferred yes, them would. to have stick to the book ending, yeah. to be honest. Or not have it quite the same, but have them make a selfish decision and drive off into the apocalypse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, exactly. I, I said to Mark after we'd, we'd come out of it, I one of the one of the major tropes that I absolutely hate in cinema is the bury your gaze trope. And I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that he had to die at the end. I would have preferred him to have been selfish or I would have preferred him to have gone to shoot him and then whatever higher power is causing the apocalypse go, do you know what, your willingness to make the sacrifice is enough and the gun misfire. I just, it just felt like such a fuck you ending that he, that he killed him. It, 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 it was. I will say I liked the kind of silent, they're in the car, puts on boogie shoes, turns it off, puts on boogie shoes, turns it off, p- puts it on drive so i liked that and i liked the way it was silent they didn't say anything to each other thought the kid was good by the way um and i uh yeah i mean but i i don't know i'm intrigued to see what you guys thought i was mildly disappointed i'd rather watch something like old where it is just like he's like pushing some buttons this i didn't really feel like many buttons were being pushed I mean, I'll be honest, I'd rather gouge my eyes out than watch old again, but... Sure. <laughs> um, I, it, it was just... The ending ruined it. The 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 story throughout, although it did get a little bit formulaic, like you say, with it, it was just like, oh, do you want to make a decision? It's a no from me. All right, I'm going to kill myself. 
Because what are they going to do? Say yes and the film's 45 minutes old. (laughs) Long, sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it it just fell into this kind of boring pattern. But all the performances were really good. It was intriguing enough. You know, you're kind of thinking with the fact that he just keeps checking his watch and stuff, like what's going on and all this kind of shit. But it's like... put as as someone in a long-term relationship you put you, you do naturally put yourself kind of in that oh what would i do and i would just selfishly let everyone die I'm not gonna lie A choice between losing you and isabel or everyone else dying i'd, I'd have to make the decision to let everyone else die <laughs> so it just wasn't relatable at all to me I think out of the three of us, I think I probably liked it the most, which I think is quite surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I was... Whereas, Ian, you were um, disappointed because you went into it hyped. I went into it going, it's another M. Night Shyamalan movie. Um, I just... I, 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 the intrigue that you normally get, that, that people get from these, I don't get from them because I think he's a bit of a fucking fraud. He's a bit of a hack, isn't um, But I, I, I quite enjoyed this. It, I, but I enjoyed the performances. I enjoyed the mm. fact that it's quite low-key. Um, I, I do very much think, though, that the continuation of M. Night Shyamalan cannot end a movie. He always fucking shoots his load too fucking... He shoots his load at exactly the wrong time. He fucks it up at the end. Ah, story of my life. Constantly. You know, he's got them saying, I'm about to come, and then he just pulls it out and just spaffs all over the fucking curtains. Um, It's... He does that again here. They change the ending to the book. Fair fair enough. No problem with that at all. You can't be killing kids in a movie. Um, They change the end of the book, but then they change it and make it a really boring, generic ending. For like you said, you, you summed it up perfectly, Ian, is... Everything that you think is going to happen in this movie just kind of happens. Yeah, yeah. For, for someone who's supposed to be like the fucking master of the twist movie, it just plods along. It's course. It's the the thing is the only the, the thing that made it watchable is it's visually interesting to look at without ever being flashy or doing anything out there. It's just it's just a well made movie. In terms of from a, a, a technical aspect, um, and it it's it's got uh, Batista Groff and Aldridge are, are very good in it. The issue that I have is like the doubts that they start having and stuff like that. They're never really very convincing. The, the four of them, the, the four horsemen, are never really very convincing that any of this is real. Like you could, you could rationalise everything that they're shown away. But I, 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 I quite, I quite liked that. Yeah, but I, I just don't think you'd ever be convinced. Um, I'd have been more convinced if they could have offered an explanation for how they got that footage of the uh, tsunami from the person who literally got killed by the tsunami. <laughs> all, all, yeah. all I can think there is that that was like live streaming. They really just needed to like do it that it was a live, live stream. That, it yeah. weird, that weirdly bothered me where it's like, it just looks like 
someone sent them the footage from the afterlife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they 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 could have done better with bits like that. It, it's not a story wise. It's not very polished. No. And and I mean, and also just like the whole pandemic-y kind of thing, where like then the sacrifice is made, and then it's just suddenly like, oh, there's not that. been any deaths for an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well, just like that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's just the fact that like we've all been through knowing how that shit plays out mm. for like three years now. You can't be lazy about that aspect of the storytelling if it was like literally a vaccine's been found and we're gonna be able to save people from here on in that's absolutely fine but it being the virus has just disappeared i get it because it's like old testament shit but it just like by by that news report it happened an hour ago he hadn't sacrificed himself at that point Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, well, the, yeah, we haven't had any um, things for an hour. God, you're right. Yeah, and the the, the first earthquake hit for the tsunami four hours ago. Four hours ago. Yeah. So it could all but, just be yeah. fucking unrelated, and they could all just still be fucking nut jobs, and yet Daddy fucking Andrew is dead. But that's it. I, I think it does. It does an almost good job at making you go. Look, this is this is clearly it's almost believable, but it's not. Uh, but the problem. I don't think that's its intention. No, but that that that's my problem. Is the problem is, once you get to the end, the more interesting angle, isn't that yes, this was causing these events. That's not interesting. It's just not. No. The interesting angle is that these guys have all had the same kind of psychological fucking break. Yeah. But then, but then t- towards the. At the end there, with um, old Grinty character there, he, so he is the guy who... Ron Weasley. Do you know, I couldn't remember his character name in Harry Potter. Um, really he is the guy who attacked. Yeah. That's it. O'Bannon, yeah. So what, it, he was just, that was just coincidence. Who knows? It's... Well, no, because he's supposed to, like, don't they say something like the, the four horsemen and one of them is... Malice or something. But again, again, having that, that again, it's M Night Shyamalan. When they, when he when it basically came out, and he went and you, it was John Groff going. These guys are the Four Horsemen. You're there going, really? <laughs> oh fucking! Wow, was, I am glad you yeah. fucking dropped that because I have not made that connection since the fucking trailer. <laughs> it's just, it he's. There must be somebody that M. Night Shyamalan that he talks to about these ideas that he's had for these movies that is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That he talks to and that guy goes, blown. Wow. Did did not fucking see that coming. Because everybody who watches these movies does see these things coming. Oh, and I hate the fact that he always has to get his stupid fucking face in his movies as well. I don't know, I liked that cameo uh, talking about how good that fried chicken was. That's fine. If he just wants to do that shit, but that's fine. It almost seems like, I, I, in the back of my mind I was thinking, is he trying to sell me an air fryer? Because I googled this, air and they're shit. They're bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> no, but I, I, can't, I mean, look, if he's going to he's gonna do that thing because he's trying to be in the grand tradition of Hitchcock. He's trying to be Hitchcock. Bollocks. Yeah. And that, yeah, but I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. Like, Shyamalan's 
guilty of worse, definitely guilty of worse cameos than this. I mean, like the fact that in Lady in the Water, isn't he like the Messiah, the guy? Yeah, 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 or like he's like the Messiah, who then turns out to not be the Messiah because Meta. But then, but then um, does actually turn to be the Messiah in the end. Oh, I can't. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I don't remember it well enough, but. Yeah, so him fucking just turning up in an ad, sell, like talking about how good fried chicken from an air fryer is, fine. I laughed. If it had been I'll a be background honest. shot and it had just been a, if you know, you know. Just five seconds. Come on. I, I, I just, do you know what? I, I'm not even the world's biggest fucking Hitchcock fan, but Shyamalan, you are not Hitchcock. Yeah, it, it's unearned Hitchcock quirks and it's, yeah. I still haven't fully forgiven him for old, so that might be why he's annoyed me so much. But yeah, uh, the fit—I don't know. The, the, like I say, I'm pretty fucking meh on Knock at the Cabin. But the dude, every couple years, like self finances and then gets distribution for films that cost about twenty million dollars. They do all right. The dude shoots on film because he believes in the power of and the thing is that you know it, 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 I I do agree it, it, I I did look at it and think ooh this is shot on film this is this, this looks nice yeah I, I look I haven't loved a film of his in a good long while but I think he's a net positive for the medium even if I you know it, like a lot of his films are just like ah. It, dude, the dude loves making movies. I, I don't think he's hurting anyone. He, he you I, know, I think he is one of the most thoroughly mediocre, mediocre filmmakers that is actually a very talented filmmaker. Um, that is just not really testing himself because I just don't. I just think he's happy doing what he's doing. Fair he, play. And the thing is, I, I will happily go and watch the next. M. Night Shyamalan movie because yeah because there's not been one that I've watched that I've come away with and gone no I am out of this pricks um, when it lame now when he tries to, to do more people point. are just like fuck that you know he did After Earth people didn't like it what did he do after that he did the visit cost fuck all made a shitload made him a shitload mm. Why wouldn't you do that model? I, you know, yeah. Sorry, Dex. I was just going to say, of his entire back catalogue, there's only two that I would say I've watched and gone, that was really fucking good. And that would be Sixth Sense at the time. It's been ruined since, but at the time. I didn't like it. And Unbreakable. Never liked Sixth Sense. No, I know. Do you always thought about... You don't like Hayley Joel Osment. No, it's not. I have no problem with Hayley Joel Osment. My my issue with, with Sixth Sense was, A don't think it's that big a twist and b b it's boring sixth sense is a boring movie no i disagree i think it's i think it's been spoiled now because everyone now goes into it even if it's their first time watching it knowing that he's dead and at the time it i mean that is a big twist unless no, I don't. I don't think on a first watch with no prior knowledge you would be able to tell that. He I was think dead. I might have had prior knowledge. Yeah, that, that there was something. Mm. That, I don't think I knew there was, it, that it was that he was dead. I think I knew there was some form of twist. And when you watch it, you go, "Well, the twist is that he's de- that he's that he's dead." Then, mm. not you. You wouldn't guess that if you didn't have 
the knowledge that there's a twist. Yeah. Fair, yeah, fair point. So I think in that sense it's clever that it disguises it very well until it doesn't and then you look back and go, fuck, of course he's not interacted with anybody else but you don't notice it. It's very well hidden throughout the course of the film. Yeah, hidden in... 106 minutes of just boring. I don't think it's boring. I disagree with you. But um, anyway, going back to a film that I actually liked. It's boring. <laughs> I didn't find it boring. I thought it was alright. I enjoyed it. Mm. I think I probably ended up giving it the same rating as Ian, but from a from a that surprised me that I thought it was that good. And Ian's was, I'm disappointed um, that it was only that good. Yeah, and I, I, I will say as well, I thought Batista was really, really solid. Yeah. Like the whole kind of gentle giant thing that he did worked very well. Yeah, I think I think all of the performances in it are really good. To be fair, the kid annoyed me, but the the rest of them, like I, I don't think the kid was bad, but she was just annoying. But it was all really good performances. The standouts for me though were uh, Dave Batista, and I thought Rupert Grint was actually really good for the limited screen time he had. Like it, it was a shame he wasn't about for more. Yeah, he had a nice weird energy about him. Yeah, yeah, he felt really real. Yeah, he didn't mm. feel like a character, whereas he. Felt like Caleb Landry Jones if you could turn Caleb Landry Jones down by half. <laughs> I and it's I, I, I don't know how much you guys know about like Grint and Shyamalan's relationship, but it's like they they've basically been friendly since Shyamalan was going to direct Prisoner of Azkaban like twenty years ago, and he's Grint is in his Apple TV show. Servant. So Have like, you watched any? Yeah. No. What? No. Uh, Servant. Servant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's about, but I, I just I like that's an odd like those two are friends. <laughs> yeah, that I quite enjoy. You know, Rupert Grint and M. Night Shyamalan. Why not? Fine. Um, and it, yeah, it was it was a shame because he got the and in the opening credits. It was like, oh, okay, he's going to be playing a good substantial part. Here. No, no. Does <laughs> <laughs> that? You kind of go. He, he, he gets sort of killed off quite quickly, and you go. Well, that's the end of that, then. Yeah. Oh, oh, and that reminded me. That reminded me. Right. The the opening credits, that font, mm. and I don't know whether this is just, like, I was, like, obviously, like, unfortunately, like, addled with COVID at the time, but I thought that font was very aggressive. It was very hard to read what it was saying, and it was like, fuck you, I'm going to make it really difficult for you to read what I'm saying. It, it it was the space it was slightly too close together. It was just very very odd. Like yeah, bunched up. Yeah, and it, it was like right. This is putting me in a fucking weird mood, and I couldn't help but feel that was on purpose. Yes, somebody 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 was fucking around with the fucking spacer levels and went to fucking like eight when they were supposed to be at like twenty eight. All that. Mm, mm, mm. It's just too close together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, no, no, Becky has no idea what I'm talking about, so I'll move on. <laughs> George, what I really, what, what I found a little bit like, that's a fucking odd thing, but I'm kind of weirdly into it. The fact that there's a cabin there that they that is rented out to people because it's a holiday home that they've going to, isn't it? Yeah. That they've rented. That's just got a massive wall of books. They didn't bring all those books, did they? Not a lot of rental places provide books, though. There's providing books, oh, yeah. and there's providing an entire fucking, like, dividing wall of books. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, that's not fucking bring a copy, leave a copy, like, a fucking, like, the, like the cabins we used to go to, is it? <laughs> no, true, no. Yeah, um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it because I don't think it was shit. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, definitely not shit, but pretty mild. Mm, same, I think it was, it was fine, but the ending could have been better. Yeah, the ending probably should have been better. But I, but I, 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 I enjoyed my time with it, um, which I, I'm, I'm glad to say. I, I, that's what I was saying earlier. I would have just liked to have seen a gay couple in peril in a movie where one of them doesn't die. It would have been very fresh and novel. It doesn't really happen. No, it doesn't, does no. it? No. Well, that's, that's the trope. Well, moving on. I'll just do the They both die in this. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Knock at the cabin. Uh, definite shit, 33%. Touching cloth, 50%. And Geostorm, 17%. Uh, yes, so moving on to people who do die, who also would would, would very much enjoy the bouquet of cock. Yeah, but this doesn't fit into the trope because it's not tragic in the same way. I mean, it fucking kind of is trying to be, doesn't we'll it? Into that, won't we? um, so, yes, The Last of Us TV series. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, I've, I've got to bring. Sorry, it the way you said that was like, right, okay, I know what Mark thought of it. Right, so um, created by the guy who created the game and the guy who wrote the Hangover Part Two and Three. I mean, I think he'd probably prefer to be known as the guy that did Chernobyl, but whatever. The guy who wrote the Hangover films, yeah, and Project <laughs> X, if I remember correctly. Did he? Was he? Did he write Project X? I'm pretty sure. Did he? I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, what a but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> nah, man. No, it's not him. He, he didn't write uh, Project X. No, oh, that was, the, that, that, was that. the guy who wrote the first Hangover movie. Wrote Project wrote. X. Okay, this so guy... I didn't. I didn't make that. No, 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 okay, no. no, no okay, fine. There was some This logic, guy wrote yeah. Hangover Part Two and Hangover Part Three. Okay, so that's why th- this is good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so The Last of Us, we watched the first three episodes. You've watched each episode how many times, Becky? Um, well, I've watched the first episode four times. Fucking hell, Jesus. what? And then I think the second now three times. And the third twice. Yeah, that's about right. Fair enough. And you've not, and you've not watched episode four? I have, or watched, you have? I have watched episode four. Right, okay. I haven't rewatched episode four yet. So, what have you guys made of it so far? What, what, can we, okay, we'll kind of do it. Should we do it as a individual episode, or should we do it as a holistic well, block, or should we do it as the first well, two episodes and then the third episode? Mark, I feel like I've had a stroke. Didn't Becky and I talk about episode one? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Why don't you talk about your thoughts on episode oh, one, given okay. that we already have? All right, yeah, let's do that. Right. God, you look like you're about to drop some kind of fucking bomb on me. You've got this real threatening look on your face. Like, all right then, I fucking will. Surprise the dog doesn't go along with them. Games and dogs have like a long tradition. The dog runs away. The dog, but I didn't think it did. I thought the game had a dog. No. I was, what? You know the dog at the start of the first uh, episode? Marcy the dog that belongs to the neighbours. That belongs to the neighbours. Right, okay. I thought, I thought, I thought Joel and Ellie had a dog. And I thought, that's where the dog comes from. And then when he didn't jump in the back of the pickup at any point or anything like that, and he'd just gone, I was like, well, they're leaving the fucking dog. Did they come back for the dog? 
that's the only way you can improve the first Last of Us game is if they had a dog. Yeah, they should have had a dog. No, because then you'd have to be. Should Nobi had a dog? Dog, no. Yeah, but no, no, but when like you're trying to get uh, uh, Ellie Wait. over like uh, water bits, the dog could just be paddling along, yeah. being like, "What the fuck's going on with you?" That'd be great. That's it. Last of Us three guys put a fucking dog in it. There you go. Yeah. Vin's got connections in the fucking gaming world. Even though, even though, even though there is like a dog in part one who then turns up towards the start of part two, but this time it's like older, and she's like, "Hey, how you doing, old old timer? You want a neck scratch?" And it's great. There you fucking go. The dog. So I thought the dog would be in it more. It won't. Um, The the thing is, the the first episode it it feels like a pilot for a TV show, and Tandy Newton's daughter dies. Why don't Tandy you like it? Daughter. Oh, the, yeah, the kid from Dumbo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was telling you this are. Um, yeah, so that happened. Um, but I was, as somebody who's not played the game, turning around to you a lot, Becky, wasn't I, and going, right, so what's this? Is this in the game? Or anything like that. Because mm. I, 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 you were telling me sort of little bits. So I, I, I was getting a palpable sense of, do you know what? If I'd played the game... This would be hitting me different. Yeah, but do you know what was quite good watching it with someone who hasn't played the game? What? Watching you be shocked at stuff that I was just watching like, oh, they've done that really well. That looks like like it does in the game. You were like, what? The fucking daughter's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that. Nice. So like, like watching you, like, obviously like Ian and I are watching the show for the first time, but a lot of the beats we're experiencing for the seventh or eighth time because we've played the game through so much. Mm. Whereas for you, they're all new. And it's mm. quite like, it's quite interesting to watch you watch them for the first time. Yeah, I yeah. when Pedro Pascal said he was 36, I was a bit like, oh, no, you're not, mate. <laughs> but the thing is, it and I, I, this is an episode four thing, but where he's like, he's in his, he has a line about him being in his 50s. I'm like, yeah, but that's not also it, is it, Chief? It is between, and it's not working on either. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, there is that, yeah. The problem is, they couldn't have got someone who was 56 and de-aged them to 36 because it would look stupid. You couldn't get someone that's 36 and age them up to 56. You Wait. have to kind of go with someone in the middle and try and partly go each way and... It, believing the audience mm. is gonna suspend disbelief in which I, along it, with it. it is fair enough I don't I don't think it, it it harms it I know people who are 36 who look a lot fucking who look a lot more like they're closer to 50 than what is it and I know a lot of people who are in their mid 50s hello who, it me <laughs> it's definitely not Ian um I just, you know, it, 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 it's TV show. Just look at it as is an old-looking 36 and a young-looking 56. I'm, I, I, I'm fine with that. Um, I joked to you, didn't I, uh, when it got flashed to the, the forward time, mm. the, the present 2023, I was, and I was like, you said, oh, you were saying about it being on like, military rule and everything like that. So it's like, oh, so it's not just, there are like cities. It's not just a complete fucking dystopian hellscape. Mm. You're like, I know the cities, but like they're run by military rule. And I was like, all right, is there some kind of resistance? And you kind of looked at me and went, yeah, the fireflies. Like, <laughs> fireflies, oh, baby. I was joking. <laughs> of course there's a resistance. So there Wherever a... there's military rule, there's going to be a resistance. Yeah, yeah, fine. The thing is, the first episode was fine. Um, Prove to me that I am not built for TV. 
had we had we not I'd not agreed to watch the next two for this. I I, I I just sat down with you to watch it as the first one. I would have gone. I hope you really enjoy it, Bex. But I'm out. It's it's it's, it's fun. It's it's all right. It's entertaining enough. There's nothing wrong with it as a show. I just don't care um, about it at all because I don't have any of the lived in. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't have any of the. I want to see where this is going. And honestly, um, Bella Ramsey's face weirds me out. Yeah, you couldn't really get past that, could you? Couldn't get past it. No, she looks. She. Yeah. What? Sorry, go on. She 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 looks a little bit like a character from the the cartoon Doug got the three D fucking upgrade. It, yeah, a little bit. It's weird, it, it is. They fucking need to not jump into Last of Us Part Two with season two because she needs to age. Yes. Physically. Yeah. Yeah. Very young. Looking. Very, very, very badly. It's fine for this. It is fine for part one. But man, if she looks like that, doing the stuff that Ellie is going to be doing in part two, that is going to be fucking weird. Can I just point out one thing, actually? Um, it, it amused me. Um, so the the, the, the the whole, like, Leonardo DiCaprio's dating a 19-year-old thing, I'm assuming you've all seen this. Yeah. The, people keep putting pictures of him and his new girlfriend next to pictures of Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey and saying, these people are the same ages. Yeah, it is. That is that's fucking creepy a, as hell. That is a hell of a fucking meme format. That is. Yeah. I've seen it. Bella Ramsey's the same age as um, Leo's new girlfriend, and Pedro Pascal's the same age as Leo. Um, it, it, Fair that, yeah. No. That, I'm, I'm, I, what? No slight tangent. I am stunned that DiCaprio is in Hollywood, and you've got so many people in Hollywood who are like actively about certain rights and things like that and and just not being like right this is almost getting to the point where it's actually parody and he i don't know it 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 feels like there's a little bit of dicaprio's just a powerful enough figure in hollywood Mm -hmm. that people aren't actually going to give him shit in hot in the hollywood system for that even legally drink it's fucking ridiculous i mean it is ridiculous at this point and i get that that you know, these kinds of things have happened for centuries, but man, like Hollywood's a fucking sham place anyway, and everybody's bullshit. Um, and the whole to Leslie thing has just shown up how stupid Hollywood is, and how it's all just a fucking clique of people mm. trying to look cool. Hey, um, remember that time when Sam Taylor Wood Johnson um, started dating the 16-year-old star of Nowhere Boy? Yeah, and everyone said it was creepy as hell. No, they didn't. And that she was a People predator. Didn't. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, and, okay. uh, you, you, no, but, uh, no, but I mean, it's... Okay, I know we're tangenting away from The Last of Us, but no, the, Leonardo DiCaprio is a very, very, very prominent public figure. And surely should know himself, should not need to be told by other people that dating a 19-year-old is, at the very, very least, a bad look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what can you even... 
like what if, if, if you're gonna say what can they have in common i think i i think it's quite obvious what they just born yeah DiCaprio likes to fuck and, and I'm guessing this 19-year-old girl likes to fuck too and quite likes to fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. Which I don't... I mean, I get that he's rich and stuff like that, but he's not a particularly attractive man unless he makes himself attractive for a movie. Like, in his downtime, he properly lets himself... Go. I bet he is charming as a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like... Right, can I, can I just... It's just... It's... it's If Isabel, for instance, because we have a, a child that is 19 this year, Right? Of course, stop yes. a second. If Isabel um, came home with a. DiCaprio's what, 47? 48. 48. Came home from university to visit and brought her boyfriend round um, before I asked to see his dick. Um, <laughs> and, and he walked in and I went, Well, this guy's nearly fucking 50. And was like, what are you on the Pedro Pascal's face? Are you 36? Are you 56? Where are you in that fucking, in the scale with that? And if you went, I'm 48, I'd be a little bit like, oh, I think we need to go and have a bit of a conversation, mate. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> of, what's going on? There. Yeah, but, 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 to be fair, if Isabel sat me down and I went, Isabel, what's going on there? And she went, well, to be honest... I, I, I just kind of like all the guys. I like fucking all the guys. And he's an older guy. And he likes fucking a younger girl. Not young girls. Not young like that. I'd be like, Do you know what? Fuck it. Fair enough. If you're both happy and the situation's happy. What, what What's it matter to me? She does have a bit of a thing for all the guys. She's got a bit of a crush on Jürgen Klopp. I mean, I've got a crush on Jürgen Klopp. I mean, yeah, who hasn't? Yeah. Um... It's a smile. We seem we're fucking just tangented quite far. Though. Oh, just very quickly before you go back into your thing, before I forget, my parents, I was talking to them about it today. Because they're what, watching it's it. about like an older cock. No, no, about, no, yeah, it's, it's about wanting to fuck Jürgen Klopp. Yeah. No, The Last of Us. And they were like, oh, one thing I did think was really nice, though, was, was when that little boy arrived at the at the, the city and, and they were really nice to him and, and gave him like gave him some medicine and then took him off oh, for his God. food. I was like, did you not see his trainers? <laughs> And they were like, what? I was like, it, they, uh, 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 uh. And they went, what? They don't watch things though. No, no, they, they have don't. things all in the room. That's it. I said, so there's a real like close up shot of his trainers as he's walking towards the thing before he collapses. And they were like, right. I didn't really notice that. I was like, right, you need to watch things better. I said, but then, you know, afterwards when the lady's like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then Joel picks up a body out of the van and puts it on the fire. Yeah. They're the same fucking trainers. It's the point. Oh, did he die? Yes, they did a test on him and it went red in the background of the shot and then they fucking... Uh, <laughs> and then they killed him. Yeah, they, they straight up murdered him, Mum. Oh, it's not very nice, is it? No, no, it's not. So moving on to the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Episode two. Did you guys talk about episode two? We did not. No. Right. How about it then? You guys can talk about episode two. Um, it was cool to see Neil Druckmann direct some live action. I thought he did well with the tent stuff. Felt a little bit we need to get from point A to point B. Mm. Um, Felt like a TV episode. Not a bad TV episode. But it did feel like, look, we need to get, like you say, from point A to point B. Um, 
really, really, really could have done without um, the way that Tess is... Dis- well, I mean, the way that Tess is dispatched in this is... Rel- uh, well, relatively similar. Like, she's she's been bitten and whatnot, but the whole kind of, like, infected burst... Because she's shot by... Um, Fedra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it, that is different. And the whole tendrils coming out of the mouth thing, obviously my body horror thing is a uh, no thank you. Um... And it was yeah I, I I I thought it was fine. Um, and I'll you know spoiler alert. I also thought episode four was fine. I'm a little worried that this is settling into a rhythm of there's going to be an episode that has some notable shit, then a bit of a filler one, then notable notable shit filler one. So I'm looking forward to next week. Whoop. But yeah, Bex, thoughts on two. Uh, well, so going back to the beginning, I really enjoyed the pre credits bit. Um, with the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ah. Where it's just like, nah, we're all fo- fucked. Now nah, you got a bomb. Just I need it. to go home and see my family because yeah. we need to bomb this shit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah, really. I do think it really like. Uh, so like with the with the start of the um, first episode with um, the interview and stuff like that, it is very much setting a kind of. Guys, this this could happen, and this could be how this would go down and like I, I think it's grounding it very well in in a little bit of reality because like the cordyceps uh fungus is a real fungus it does take over like the minds of ants and stuff like that that all that shit in the first ep- uh, before the first episode is, is true mm. and the world is getting hotter like shit could go down and you know hard decisions would need to be made if that were the case um something that i didn't notice until i rewatched episode two or three it's the beginning of three isn't it um with mark was um obviously in this pre-credit it says that it's a flower and grain factory and then in the start of episode three he's saying that it got into the food you, you, you got into food sauce yeah food chain probably through something really common like flour and he gives examples and one of the examples that he gives is pancake mix and obviously at the start of the first episode she's like what the fuck have we got no pancake mix and then they end up having eggs and then like he's supposed to bring back a birthday cake which would have flour in it but he forgets so that whole day when everyone was getting infected through the food yeah they miss yeah because of that and it's like oh okay okay i quite like that yeah um anyway so she doesn't stay for cookies either no, she doesn't say for cookies. Well, fucking notice. <laughs> it was you were paying attention, fair play. How exciting! So yeah, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, but episode two, and then obviously we've got the the bit where they're trying to find the way to the state building, which is very similar in in kind of playthrough of the game. You're trying the, the, to get to the golden domed building that's in the distance. The, 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 the bit where they go into, is it like a is it a shopping centre or a museum I think it is, isn't yeah. it? And you've got the the, the, water, the rain water is like levelled off the ground and they've got to walk through it. That. Yeah. When they're walking at that, the shop in the back, I, in my brain I was going right, I bet that is just straight up lifted from the game. I think it is, isn't it? Ian? Uh, yeah. Um, but you've got Obviously, there are some deviations in that they refer to the fact that if you step on the cordyceps here, then the infected X amount of miles away would know where you were. So there's that. that's quite an interesting thing. And that comes back, obviously, when, when yeah. they're in the state building. Um, 
The bit with the clickers. Loved the clickers. The fucking creature design on them is so accurate to the game and I absolutely fucking thought that that, that scene was so tense. Um, and again, very similar to the bit in the game where you kind of try to hide behind cabinets and, and move really slowly. And, you know, the only thing you don't get is Joel fucking creeping up behind them and shiving them in the neck. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be necessary. Like... He could use a shiv. Um, da, 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 da. And then, obviously, they have they have the scuffle with the, the guys. They go over the roof. They get to the state house. And then it, it does deviate quite significantly in that the fireflies haven't been taken out by Fedra. They've been taken out by infected. And then the healthy ones have taken over. You know, the Fedra aren't involved here. Um, yeah. That's quite, quite a significant difference because then, obviously, in the game, the next part of that is she sacrifices herself to blow up some of the Fedra people that are then going to continue to chase Ellie and Joel and you're running away from them, am I right, Ian? Through that building? Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I, I trust your your view of it more than I would mine, if I'm honest, so yeah, sure. So yeah, so then obviously she's been bitten, that's that's the same as the game, but the the, the what takes her out eventually is is the infected rather than... And that, that bit is grim, and I'm... I'm still kind of thinking, right, but I get it with you can get infected with the spores. I get it that you can get infected in, in you know, in the game. I get it that you can get infected through a bite. Why would you stand there and let someone infect you with tentacles? And yep. So is it that the how she's been infected by the bite is already pulling her into the hive mind of the cordyceps and so she's just she submits to full infection i think she's just trying to light the what is it and you're yeah it's that. just like fuck it i've just got to yeah. but some people obviously must get infected in that way otherwise what's the point of it i think they've just been like probably bitten and what is it i think it just gets it in there a little bit quicker than it right so yeah i think i think that bit's that that bit's still a little bit woolly for me um but yeah, and then obviously, yeah. I liked this episode more than I liked the first episode. Yeah. Uh, it felt like I, I felt like I was watching a TV episode mm. because it was forty-five minutes long. That's how long TV episodes should be. Yeah. If you have an hour-long TV episode, it should be forty odd minutes because you're allowing for ad breaks. Yeah. I have it at that. This idea. I don't mind a pilot being longer. That yeah. I can get my head around that. But this idea that some can be an hour and 20 minutes some can be 45 minutes some can be 52 minutes just it, it feels a little bit like and people say oh no it's great because it gives people chance to kind of be a little bit different with the form no <laughs> the, the constraints of tv is what makes tv a different kind of form yeah yeah thus played out in episode three which I went into with a lot... There was a lot of people saying one of the greatest episodes of TV ever. Hmm. Watch more TV, people. <laughs> Seriously. I do not get it. Oh, wow. I do... I do not get it. That was fucking boring. <laughs> Not only, not only was it fucking boring, it was fucking pointless. The, right? 
the character exists in the games in a different format than that, yeah. right? <laughs> the fucker just dies in this, right? And we've, we've watched... There was interesting parts of that episode. The bits that they weren't in. Mm. Right? And then you've got within it, what, an hour. An hour of this story that has nothing to do with it. Of what's going to go forward at all. Mm. Of two characters that I'm watching going, right, is this... Is this a love story or is it just this guy's like, do you know what? This ain't bad and he ain't that bad and I'm going to get fed quite nicely. No, I think, no, they, they, I, I think this, this one could be a bit of a, what? For people that haven't played the game. I think, as, so, as some... out, out of curiosity, it, 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 Frank isn't, isn't in the game, he's died, hasn't he? Bill's had the relationship with Frank. And Bill's in the game. Is that what I'm writing? So he, what, so what is it? Frank commits suicide. And leaves Bill a nasty note. And yeah, and it is literally just like, fuck you. You you made my life a misery, fuck you. Right, so did they completely change? It's complete, it's a complete deviation, this, yeah. And I think as if you know that about the game, this is nice in that it's like I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen to them and that they were all right till the end and i'm glad you know from a um as a bottle episode theme it was nice that you got to see these two people meet fall in love live an entire life together because they get almost 20 years together mm-hmm. and then live in this paradise really that bill's created in comparison to the rest of the world at that time yep and die on their own terms that uh, fine but i can see what you're saying if you don't have any nostalgia for that character nope or want don't any know. expansion on that yes you, you you get to see them build a relationship with joel and tess a little bit you kind of get to see the fleshed out versions of who the bill and frank are that are sending the musical codes and they get a battery. That's about it from from so, your point of view, isn't it? Yeah. It, and it was, it, it was it, the thing is boring. I God, I'm going to pick my words carefully here because I, don't, I really don't want to sound like a dick. But at the same time, there was an awful lot of that was one of the greatest episodes of TV ever, as Mark said. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that as a piece of, you know. Giving the spotlight to is it the San Junipero like, effect? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, because that, 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 that was also so underwhelming as well. I like the San Junipero. Yeah, and, and you know, but like two gay men who, I, I I think it's fair to say one of whom is not conventionally attractive. Like I think Mari Bartlett's like sort of yeah Nick Offerman maybe not so much. And there's you know there are bits in this where like they're about to have sex for the first time where it is quite you don't see that on tv every day but i think that there is a conflation between telling a story and telling a story means no no that no matter what it is one of the greatest things of tv ever it's notable but it's notable in a way that um <clears throat> for me O'Hara in the original Star Trek 
having the first interracial kiss kiss on TV is. It doesn't mean that that episode of Star Trek was amazing, the whole thing, but it is notable that shit was happening in a show. I I enjoyed it, and I thought it was a great flesh out. I enjoyed it as like a good short film. Um, there there is just a sense with this show that it it does want to be. We're better than video games. Just a little bit of that to me, and I, I think that, we're gonna like, get. The, the guy that's doing it is the creator of the video game. I think more for me, I'm uh, I'm getting the vibe that he's just enjoying being able to expand on things that would not work in a video game. It's okay. I mean, I I think maybe that The Last of Us is better than video games, just as a general. I think that could thing. be that could be correct. Right. Yeah. 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 I think you could be spot on there. And, you know, Greg Mazin, before the, the show came out, was talking about, like, The Last of Us is the greatest story in all of video games. And blah, blah, blah. and it's... I think it, it's a very, very compelling story. It is also get person from plot point A yeah. to point B <laughs> and a bunch of shit happens in between. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's not breaking new ground. No, not really, no. You, no, and it's I mean, you look game. at... I, I, do you know what? I'm sure it is a very good game. But, but I, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a very good game. It's not the greatest story ever told. But, but a lot I of mean, people have told me other games are very, very good. People like the Assassin's Creed games. I tried playing it, and all you do is run from one place, climb up and look at shit, and then you do the same thing again somewhere else. I tried so, playing Red Dead Redemption, and honestly, I was like, so what I do is just ride a horse around a lot. But it's like, you, you, yeah, no, absolutely. But the thing is, I mean, in terms of stories and video games, and I've got a relatively inexperienced... I, I, I think Bex probably knows more than I do. Bioshock. Mm. The, the, those games, Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, are games where it's like a story that is taking in an awful lot of societal resonance. And it's got really surprising twists and turns yeah. all the way through and really evocative imagery. And it's like there's going to be a Bioshock movie on Netflix. Oh, nice. I, I, yeah, and I mean, I, I would... Um, the, the guy did I Am Legend is directing it. And I... But that there, I'm like, do you know what? Maybe give me like an eight-episode series. I'm not mm. saying like 13-episode, but an eight-episode Bioshock Infinite. I think would be cracking. It's infinite and I'm not the one necessarily... in the sky. Yeah. Oh, that's my least favorite out of the three. There's almost too much I... story in Infinite. But that's the... yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, I I feel like you could flesh that out. So I mean, it's I'm I I'm liking The Last of Us, but I have a feeling that by the end of the season, people are going to go. That was good. Episode three was an absolute banger. More of that, please. See, I'm the other way around. I, I enjoy the, the fleshing out of the characters and getting to know characters that you only peripherally get to know in the game. I, th- I think I think it is... It's a bit of a slog of an episode to get through because it is very slow-paced and it completely kills off the momentum from episode two. I, I'm glad people are enjoying it. I'm glad I don't have to watch it. 
And but, um, but moving it, on to episode, but so, and, so it, it very much in the same way as people will constantly tell me how good the Mandalorian is and things like that, but not at one point, at any point through people explain it to me, do do I go? Yeah, I'll give that. Do I? I anything? Yeah, I'll give that a go because I I won't. I don't. It it it's not something that just clicks with me. I don't know why, uh, but it just doesn't. I tried with hey, this, and it just Jesus. I'm sorry, that that episode three was boring. And and hey, this is this was an experiment because we didn't watch the whale. Yeah. And 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 I'll be honest. Segueing into episode four, Bex, I've got to say, I'm slightly starting to tune out. I'm intrigued to see what you thought about episode four, but um, Melanie Linsky basically playing a Karen who has become uh, commander of that area. I'm not massively into that. I don't know, because like, it depends obviously what happens in number five. This this episode felt too short to me. Like, there was, there was too yeah, much left fair. unanswered. When I saw it was only 45 minutes, I was a bit devastated, to be honest. Um, That's how long TV should be. But, yeah, I, I kind of get the feeling that Melanie Linsky's character is kind of supposed to be... Because they, when they get there, the, the QZ's just completely gone, isn't it? Yeah. And I, she's obviously kind of supposed to be the Marlene for that QZ. Like, the, the rebellion leader. And... I don't. I don't really think she's like. She's a baddie that's not really a full baddie. She's doing bad things because bad things have been done to her. And I just think there's more to the story with, with this band of people than yeah. in the game when they get ambushed. They are just the guys are just bad dickheads and they're just trying to steal from them. I kind of got the feeling from this episode that they are ambushed because. I don't know, I kind of get the vibe that they they are getting kind of federary people turning up. It's... And having to continue to defend themselves from them. Like, they've taken over their QZ, they've got rid of the military rule, and um, and that they're, they're, they're trying to sort of keep themselves free from that. Um, obviously, there's the whole oh, Henry and... Sam. Sam stuff and I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to feed into that but like it sounds like the doctor was some kind of informant for Fedra and yeah there's it just seems like there's more going on like again it's going to deviate from the game and it's quite unpredictable and i've got a, i've got a question like i don't know donna was kind of like half watching it with me mm. um yesterday so we're four out of nine in mm. one of them is left behind so we've got basically four of so we've got like four of the last uh, of basically the game left so where in the story i feel like we're maybe 25 percent in yeah of the game um but in terms of like episodes we're about halfway through i'm a little worried now that Maybe shit is going to start to get a bit rushed mm. unless the rest of the episodes are just longer. Because um, what what do we have? So assuming that episode four, uh, five, sorry, is 
like the culmination of this section like by the end of this episode this location they would have left yeah yeah then we've got so what so we've got meeting up with tommy and like his people we've got the winter section so david and whatnot yeah the university we got yeah, we got the university, can I, uh, can and we, we've got the climax. Is 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 this season? Yeah, is this season? Is the this whole season of the, the whole of the first game though? It's supposed to end. Yeah, it's supposed to encompass the whole of the game. Right. Uh, I think they should have padded it a bit. There's too much story to fit into four this, episodes. This fucking if, this, if yes. one of them is is left behind, yes. there is too much story to fit into four episodes. Given it how is far they be... got with the first four. <laughs> I feel like they're all going to have to be like an hour and 20 minutes. Mm. I don't I don't know how you do this now. There is so much story because obviously there's going to be some Tommy stuff because the whole point is that he's trying to find Tommy. I'm guessing Kin um, will be Tommy. Sorry? Kin. Kin is like family, isn't it? I'm guessing yeah, that will be Tommy. So yeah, yeah, oh, there's episode titles. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Next so and then, survive. so that's gonna be the David one, I think. Like, de- like that whole David and the Cannibals is in the like because Troy Baker plays one of David's people. But right, so that would mean they'd have to wrap in the university and the David stuff. Because the reason he's injured and she's looking after him is because he cuts himself falling out of a window at the university. Unless they mess with that. Unless they Unless, uh, like, the timeline. They, he's injured in a different way. Well, who can say? Because they fully, completely changed one of the characters' fucking mm. lives. And, but it's like, we're going to have the giraffe. Imagine if they don't have the giraffe moment. They need to have the giraffe. They're going to have the giraffe. Well, a little more interested now. He met a giraffe once. He did. Oh, dude, they meet a giraffe in this, really? and it's just such a lovely yeah. moment of like Ellie experiencing like the wonder that a five-year-old would have at seeing a giraffe. It's after but... quite an intense and scary bit of the game as well, isn't it? Isn't it once they come through the tunnels? Yeah, yeah. And it's right. like it's just like it's like it's a breathe moment. I, I did quite enjoy her reaction to first getting in a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, my it, God, though, Ian. The, the fucking joke book. You must have liked the joke book. Yeah, some good dad jokes, yeah, yeah. Some good dad jokes in episode four. And, like, I, I did I did enjoy just kind of how almost one for one the her getting the nudie, the, the, the nudie mag <laughs> from yeah. the back. And then the, um, why are all the pages stuck together? <laughs> like, that, I thought they did that really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I'm, I'm, the the thing is everybody was going nuts for episode three and it feels like episode four, there was no chatter about it whatsoever. And my, I'm just, I'm really, really worried that the message from that, that they're going to take from season two is we've got to have big impactful episodes that aren't really about moving the plot along and they're just these individual stories and it's like the thing is part two is what like double the length of the first game Mm. like it feels feels to me you do a season two 
not next year, but the year after, you do a season two, which is between parts one and two, and it's all original content. Yeah. yeah. You then give it another couple years, and then you do two seasons, which encompass The Last of Us Part Two, and then by then, okay. we probably okay. would have had The Last of Us Part Three in a game, and then they can adapt that for TV. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yeah. Because there's a big gap between the end of number one and number two, like years-wise, isn't there? There's, there's... Four, it, it, it's basically, it's four years. Mm. There's filler they can and put it's... in there, them, them, their life in Tommy's little community. Yeah, exactly. And you you seed in the, the, the characters. You could even do a bit of Abby, of like her starting to like, Pin uh, like get get all the people together and starting to hunt Ellie and stuff like that. You can do that. I wouldn't be surprised if towards the end of the last episode of season one there is some Abbey content. Mm. I I I I I you know there's some scuttlebutt that she's already been cast because Neil Druckmann's like been talking to someone on Instagram who looks like Abby who is an actress and. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, but by the same token, HBO Max are making the fucking Dark Tower series, and Pedro Pascal's playing Roland because there's been pictures of Pedro Pascal and Flanagan, and they've been talking to each other on Twitter. So you, you just don't know, do you? Yeah, is Abby yeah. the one with the big arms that all like fucking gamer boys were like, oh, this girl don't have arms like that. The girls don't and, look and like literally, that. Literally, yeah. literally, the girl who she's modelled on was like, I mean, they do. It's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. It's like if one of the things I will say that I enjoy is if episode three was driving the exact people you expect fucking mad. On Reddit and YouTube oh, yeah, and I'm, all I'm, that. Yeah, I'm all um, for it. Um, imagine what a fucking season of part two is going to do. Good. Um, yeah, I am. I I do agree with you. I'm concerned that they're going to get all the story. That they're going to condense the rest of the story too much and shit the bed. You going to play bit. part two at any point? Yeah, I will do before the next season comes out. Well, the next season comes out. Fuck yeah. Hell. But, no, I'm talking about the season one. I know. They're going to struggle to fit it all in. Right. So that was Last of Us. Let's talk some fucking movies. Last what? thing on Last of Us, I am very much enjoying how Joel and Ellie's relationship is developing and how they are kind of, as they do in the yeah. game, becoming closer and becoming more familial. It's, it's, I'm enjoying that. Yep. Carry on, Mark. What, 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 what has somebody been watching? Who wants to go first? Ian, what have you been watching? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so um, let me just pull up my letterbox. Uh, okay, so continuing our Harry Potter watches, because apparently we're transphobes. Um, fucking Hogwarts Legacy, man. Jesus Christ, some of the reaction to that. Anyway, um, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. It's a really good game, and people shitting on people who think it's a really good game. Yeah, yeah, it's one or t'other. It's one or t'other. Um, okay, so uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince watched this like literally a week ago. I don't remember much. I'm going to read my letterbox review. Emma Watson deserves an Oscar for making it somewhat believable that she would fall for Ron. It's all quite quick. To be fair, as is Harry and Ginny. Good movie. Stakes are very much raised. 
and Alec Rickman is doing work which, which once you have full context is pretty stunning yeah I agree with what I I, I wrote there um Rickman seriously because like he was told by Rowling early on this is what actually happens with your character before like the books have been published and whatnot so incorporate that into your performance and he, he does that beautifully with this actually it's um it, it it's honestly I feel like he would have been getting some best supporting actor heat if people knew yeah so yeah it's um I mean it's long I Emma Watson has this kind of moment where she's kind of like really heartbroken that Ron is going out with some other girl and she's with Harry and it's and Harry's also a bit like crushed that Ginny's with someone else and they've just got this nice male female Friendship, friend yeah. consoling each other thing which is really well played actually yeah I kind of, um, I kind of remember that bit of thinking that's it's quite well done that because obviously at other points it, it seemed like they were destined to try and get them together. Yeah, quite. I mean, I'll be honest. I, you know, and Rowling said actually, oh, I wish I just got Harry and Hermione together. I'm not against that because Radcliffe and Watson have got really good chemistry. They've got more chemistry than Grint and Watson have. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. That there we are. Um. All right. Uh. Bang through some stuff quickly. Um. Black Adam, I did a drunk commentary for Patreon where I didn't tell anyone what I was watching until about 10 minutes into the commentary. (laughs) Andrew Jones put a comment on the Patreon and was not happy about it. Andrew, sorry, buddy, it was a bit. Um, Black Adam is just very, very, very forgettable. Like, just... I'm not going to talk about it. Patreon... (laughs) But it just really is like, wow, that film just does not do anything, does it? It is fucking insane that Dwayne Johnson was saying this, you know, this is going to be the start of the new DC and it's going to change the hierarchy of power. But he basically changes the hierarchy of power in one Middle Eastern country. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, all right. Um, so I rewatched Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which I forgot to talk about watching Black Panda, Panther: Wakanda Forever wh- uh, when it came out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did actually, didn't you? Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Right. This is not a good film, and it's it's not because I don't appreciate the costumes or the fact that it is a. Uh, primarily african-american cast i really really like black panther i watched it before wakanda forever i think that film holds up and michael b jordan is uh the best villain of the entire mcu wakanda forever is two hours 40 minutes where a good 45 minutes is setting up a disney plus series and is fucking inexcusable what disney plus series um ironheart what the fuck did ironheart don't worry about it. I'll find um, out because we are going to watch Wakanda Forever at some point, but it's just when I can have two and a half hours of just going, this is a bit miserable. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's... I think um, the spell might be broken for me. I think I might be out. I'm not quite uh, out Look, it, it's got extreme shot on a car park in Georgia vibes. Um, 
doesn't feel like it was shot anywhere real at all. Angela Bassett has two big scenes and one smaller scene and is going to win Best Supporting Actress. Um, people have done that with less runtime, and I think that's absolutely fair enough in a way. But uh, Stephanie Zhu in Everything Everywhere All at Once is right there. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, Letitia Wright, awful character arc. Literally, I thought that her character arc was going to be that she's killed at the end to make a point. Um, and, um, sorry, uh, Mark, that person I was having a debate with on Reddit earlier on just responded. So, uh, uh, I just got distracted there. Um, fuck's sake. Um, so, um, yeah. awful character arc and I don't really like the performance I think she worked well as the bratty kid sister in the first one as the new Black Panther that ain't it um I like the uh the 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 bad guy in the more is uh decent I think he's alright um cinematography shit um it is dark as fuck Donna literally had to turn off a light because it was glaring on the TV and she couldn't see what was happening. Um, and uh, yeah, that honestly, I gave it two and a half on Letterboxd on this watch. And thinking about it, I could go lower. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, <laughs> Bruising. I, I, I think Wakanda Forever is a bad film. And it's not, I don't. It's very, very respectful of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, You know, the Marvel studio sequence doesn't have any music over it. So you know it's serious. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go so far as to say I think it's a bad film. And it's not going to be one that people are going to remember. That's fine. I don't think you're alone in thinking it's a bad film. Yeah, there we are. We're going to try and watch Uh, it out at some point in the next few weeks. Just finding time. Maybe. Uh, very quickly, uh, my Oscar nominations watch continued. I watched Best Animated Feature nominee, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Um, uh, don't, don't You two do not need to watch this film. Um, <laughs> it is very, very sweet. Looks like it must have been an absolute ball ache to make. It is small animated a- a- elements in a live action environment. I am surprised it qualified for best animated feature can i ask a question then um very, very quickly yeah right? and it's a genuine question i promise i'm not being snarky or anything like that right so that's been nominated for best animated feature and it is animated sequences within a live action film right yeah could you make a a very strong argument to state that for instance avatar way of water is a more uh, animated uh, movie than that yeah, it, it, I'm assuming they didn't put in Avatar for Best Animated Feature. No. Um, but but it, it, yes, 100%. Without people I, noticing, I take your point and I agree. It, 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 without people noticing or actually whether it's comprehend, Avatar 2, The Way of Water, is an animated feature. Hmm. It just happens to have a couple of live action humans in it. But none of it's real. Yep, 100%. Ian, I need you to stop being a coward and watch the Carl Urban vehicle, The Sea Beast. 
I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I promise you. Um, but um, yeah, look, it's it, it's one that that's one that I think Lottie might like. So I'm just trying to find the time. Um, so um, yeah, basically, uh, documentary filmmaker movies as well Airbnb basically finds some anthropomorphic shelves and films them uh, while they're talking about how they're living life, but their shell brethren were. Uh, taken away when the ex-owner of the house uh, moved his moved out, took the drawers in which they lived with him, and uh, and now um, he wants to find them. And the documentary filmmaker tries to help find them. Um, very sweet, very slight. If best animated feature wasn't an, uh, a, a category, this. I kind of almost wonder whether A24 wouldn't have put money behind it because it kind of just feels like they put money behind it because it was like, yeah, this could maybe make some money and get nominated for a, that Oscar. Um, it, it's, it, it's, 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 I, I enjoyed it. It's charming. Uh, I think it's nothing more than that. And I would be stunned if it won Best Animated Feature. Um, I watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail because Trinchroker vs. Punter did a episode or an episode on it recently. I think that film is very funny right from the moment that the subtitles start talking about um, uh, Moose and going to Sweden because it has many beautiful islands. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, watched it in front of Lottie and she found the um, uh, knight who just kept on getting his arms and legs chopped off. Quite distressing but also weirdly funny. Um, and uh, I like the anarchic spirit of Monty Python. Um, it that you know, John Cleese is a dickhead, and the fact that they are doing a new version of Faulty Towers feels like what? absolute prime gammon material. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, to be produced by Rob Reiner. Huh? That's real. Nah, fucking simulation. So yeah, um, but um, but hey, I I find Monty Python funny. I kind of feel like it is the kind of stuff that in future years is going to be cancelled. And it's like my father-in-law watching Mrs. Brown's Boys and laughing at that. I almost feel like that's going to be like me with Lottie watching me watch Monty Python. Never mind. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, uh, and then uh, lastly, I uh, watched a couple of action films. Rewatched the raid. Oh, yeah, um, we watched this not too long ago, didn't we, Max? Yes, we did. Good, yeah. good, good movie. It's all any film needs is a man to come bursting in from the ceiling while another man just so happens to be running along anyway, and then just fucking canes him out a window. Yeah. Um, one of the great action five seconds of all time. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, yeah, look, hey, the plot is no great shakes, but I love the fact that it's a lot of these Indonesian folks and one sweaty, fat white man who is the cause of all the problems. <laughs> yeah. uh, that rules. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like The Raid. I'm going to be watching The Raid 2 over the next like week, two weeks, whatever. It's on Netflix. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, did a first-time watch of, this is my last for this week, Police Story 3, Super Cop. So, I bought the 4K set. Quick thing on the 4K set. Um, it looks like a bunch of dodgy knockoff discs. 
Oh. So really, really nice box set. And then literally you open it up. The cases are really flimsy. Um, and the artwork looks like someone just printed some shit off the net. Oh, that's not good. No, yeah, really low quality stuff. And then <laughs> to be fair, the, the, uh, the complete Kurosawa box set I've got, it's a bit like that, isn't it? Mm. Really nice box set, but then the discs look ropey as fuck. The like fish, the, the, like the build's fine. things yeah. inside the box, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. You've got a really nice box, you open it up and you expect to, like, it all to fold out and it in, it's, 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 someone's just chucked them in a box. Yeah. Brutal, brutal. Written on the um, but, yeah, it's not far off that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, so I, I I'd watched Police Story and Police Story Two previously, um, and I'd never watched Supercop. Um, I'll, I'll, do you know what? I'm going to be depressingly quick on this. Um, it's like they tried to make an Americanized version of Police Story um, for good and ill. Which is kind um, of what they did do, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's fine. It takes fucking ages to get going, and it is only about an hour and a half long. But there's all this stuff about uh, Jackie Chan like uh, rocking up and uh, his uh, supervisor trying to convince his supervisor not to put Chan on this assignment to go with Interpol to do some stuff and blah 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 and it's like the the, the like the the bumbling characters from the first one are in like the first 20 30 minutes um and then decent action sequences every now and then michelle yo is great very the treatment of maggie chung's character throughout all of these films has been problematic in this one there is an extended sequence which i think is played for laughs where she is at a hotel being mistaken as a prostitute who is trying to get Jackie Chan to have sex with her. And he's saying, no, no, no. But it's because he doesn't want to let his girlfriend know that she's undercover. But everyone thinks she's a prostitute. And it's just a bit, wow. (laughs) Um, But at the end, there's some shit where Jackie Chan is dangling off of a helicopter and Michelle Yeoh is on a motorbike jumping over shit and then landing on a moving like truck and train and all this kind of stuff and that's that's great i was disappointed by this the police story films have been diminishing returns for me yeah the first one's great but yeah the first one rules and then it just goes downhill from there so i've now put this box set on ebay I'll watch the first one again. I don't think I'd watch the other two again. That's there fair. There you go. Yeah, that's fair to be fair. Fair to um, be fair. Fair to be fair. I don't know where I was at. Yeah, so uh, yeah, wanted to do a bit of an experiment. I had seen The Maze Runner and remembered it really well and remembered really liking it. Knew I'd seen The Scorch Trials but didn't remember it and hadn't seen The Death Cure. And then with The Hunger Games... Cooper had seen them. Hey? Cooper had seen them. Okay. Apparently the cat had seen them. Yeah. Um, and then the Hunger Games, I remember watching all of them and not the last part. So He didn't watch part, me and his wife went to see part two of... Mockingjay part two. Mockingjay part two at the cinema, yeah. didn't we? But you didn't come. No. Um, so yeah, so I just, I kind of, the completionist in me wanted me to remember all of them and have seen all of them. So um, yeah, basically it goes, Maze Runner bangs... Scorch Trials is fine. Death Cure is boring. 
Hunger Games bangs. Catching Fire's pretty good. Mockingjay Part 1's kind of crap. And then Mockingjay Part 2's crapper. They'd all just given up, hadn't they? Yeah. It was yeah. It, it was like it's... they started making Mockingjay and were just like, can't be asked to finish this. Well, they both suffer kind of from the same thing. And I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a YA thing of like they get less fun, more serious yeah. as they go on. But I, I kind of just wanted them all to be as fun as the first ones were. Like, they all get so political towards the end, but it's like pseudo-political because it's aimed at kids. Mm. And so it's just, it's broad strokes political. Mm. And it's just, it just doesn't, it, do you know what? It's not made for me. It, it doesn't have to appeal to me, but watching it, it's like, ah, oh, this is... This is very childish. But Isabel really liked them up to the Mockingjay ones and then thought they were just boring and a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they done gone fucked up with those. I think they probably work really well for a very specific subsection of the audience. But almost gotta everybody say, else will find the last few boring. The fact they're doing a Hunger Games prequel with Rachel Zegler does feel a bit like, look, just leave it alone. What are you <laughs> yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah been too long guys yeah. you have alone. flogged that horse and it is just fucking just, it, it's dead mm. Mm. so yeah series of diminishing returns both of them um i also obviously watched shotgun wedding in preparation for last week's show that i wasn't on um i know you guys will have spoken to it about this it's shit <laughs> saying the things we were too scared to say Oh, why did you guys not? <laughs> We're all right about it. It's shit. It's I thought shit. it was fine. I mean, it is shit, but I thought it was fine. Nah. And he's properly punching <laughs> if he thinks he can get jailed. We did have a conversation about that. I mean, there is that. Uh, yeah, it's shit. Um, he comes I... up later on in the, in the podcast. Oh, does he? God. What have you watched? Um, okay, so a little fun one to watch. Fucking no, it's not. So I decided that a rewatch of the platform was in order. Said nobody ever. It's really fucking good. Right, Mark, you have <laughs> fucking zero justification for throwing that at Becky. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah, do you know what? Yeah, it's bleak. Yeah, it's a comment on society. Yeah, yeah, but it's really fucking good. It is good, but I would never watch that movie again. Why? Just out of interest. Is it all the death? Is it? Is it the English people? It's just grim. Is it when that one lady takes a shit in that man's face? A little bit, yeah. I just don't need that in my life. Fine without it. But the girl is the message, and they get the message sent back on the platform. I'm fine with not. Having it may the trigger message. social change. It won't. It might. Becky, I was fine with watching the platform when I watched it. I'll never watch it again. That's fine. I've got. I'm too busy watching other things again. Yeah, but you rewatch shit. I rewatch good stuff. Well, I rewatched some good stuff this week. Did you really? I did. Yeah, questionable. Um. So and then we. Oh yeah, we we we, watched, we 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 actually watched a film together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, 
um, in between all your late shifts and early shifts and all that crap, uh, we managed to watch the Gerard Butler movie Plane. Yep. Sweet. Plane's a banger. It's, it's good, eh? Yeah. It's it's good. It's tense. Got a plane in it. Um, it's I like what you say that Gerard Butler, who he's just trying to do his job. Yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, it's not. Do you know what? It's not going to be challenging my top ten of the year at the end of the year, but it's fun. No, but plain is better than it has any right to be. Yeah, I would agree with is that. Is what I would say there. Mm. Mm. And looks like a film. Oh, and there's a rocket launcher. There is a rocket, but that whole scene is really quite tense. It is, yeah. And really, really quite well done. When basically it there's not a lot there's not a lot going on in it really. Mm. I like the fact as well that he's like you know he's he's the action hero in this action movie. Yeah. But he's not overpowered. No. Do you know? I, I, One hundred percent, Bex. Sorry. Yes. A lot of the time, you know, you get like it, it's kind of like the Bruce Willis thing in uh, Die Hard. Yeah. He's he's just a cop doing cop shit. He's not he, until the later Die Hard movies when he's a cop doing superhero shit, and it's like it's too far. Like he, he, this guy is just a normal guy doing stuff that normal guys could do. Yeah. Had they been in the what is it the Royal Air Force? He was yeah. In. You know he's 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 got some knowledge of like military procedure and stuff like that. And then obviously the other guy was in the FFL, so it's they they have skills, but they're not outsized yeah and I liked that about it it felt more grounded yeah it, it's a good time it's a, mm. it's a fun entertaining watch mm. um, I had a good time with it they're, I would think they'll end up being a plane too I kind of hope not I hope there's one that's called trains and then one that's called and then one that's called automobiles <laughs> no anyway yeah so yeah plane banger yep right brace yourself guys for some shit rom-coms well, fuck you. Go, go, go. So I watched, um, I watched Ava, uh, the uh, Tate Taylor uh, movie starring Jessica Chastain, which was her chance to have, you know, the that film. Oh, you're important. the person who watched it. Oh, I am the person nice. who watched it. Yeah. Um, now, by all kind of like rational sense, I should have enjoyed this because it's Jessica Chastain playing which is a redhead, yeah, playing a a, a bitch who kicks people's arse. Uh it's really quite dull. Mm. Like, it's really quite dull. And the whole premise, you're watching it going I don't get it. Not that I don't get what's going on that it's complicated or anything like that. It's more just, wait, is that it? She works for a secret service of assassins, but they don't like her. She's gone a little bit rogue because she keeps asking the people that she's assassinating, what is it they did to be have her want to assassinate them? And it just all felt a little bit like, you've thrown a load of tropes together. Hmm. Mixed it together and gone, right, spin the big wheel of actresses. Right, Jessica Chastain. <laughs> and that that's what it feels like. And it's just, it's not very good. Um, 
Like, Gina Davis plays her mum, who, of course, also used to be, what is it? An assassin. Yeah, right. But, it, but it's not, like, in any fun or funny way. And that is a bit where Jessica Stein comes in because the mother's been in hospital, and she goes, "Oh, you know, because like do the whole thing is that she constantly puts her down, but constantly bigs up her sister." And she's like, "Oh, you know, you could have like you know, could have sorted your hair out for the occasion or something like that." And you look at it going, "I'm sorry, but Jessica Chastain is still a very attractive woman, just even with the hair slung up. Why aren't you fucking necking, Gina?" <laughs> and it's just a little bit like that. It's yeah. probably the most unrealistic bit of the film. Um, I watched uh, a film called Buffalo Did or Buffalo. It was shit. I watched this like a week ago, and I, I genuinely can barely remember anything about it. Okay. It stars uh, Zoe Dutch as just if you could take the if you could take the idea of an annoying person. She is very intelligent, comes from a, quite a poor family, but thinks she's got the gift of the gab. Oh, so she's a cunt. Yeah, she's just a knobhead. Right. And all these like bad things happen to her, but you're supposed to feel for her because, you know, she's kind of fun, she's a little bit spiky and everything like that. And you're going, no, she's just a dickhead. Mm. And I hope all these big bad things do happen to her. And she doesn't learn anything. Oh, okay. And it just, it's really quite dull. So yeah, that wasn't a, a banger either. Um, Not doing well so far, are you? No. Uh, rewatched All About Steve. What? Were you expecting a response? Becky's just looking at me with this look of... I'm so disappointed in you. Well, Right, Bex, when he, when he said the words big fat liar <laughs> last episode, I wanted to die inside. Big Fat Lie was alright. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to go back and rewatch All About Steve. Do you never get concerned, though, that these are like hours of your life that you will never get back? You are wasting these hours of your the, the, life. This is the thing. Shit. He doesn't. No. He doesn't. And I respect that. He is at peace with it. Absolutely. I cannot yeah. conceptualise it. This is, Sorry. This is the thing. I can't conceptualise living that life that Mark does. But Mark is happy. Yep. I mean, I suppose one thing to take into account is he's watching these on his lunch break at work, so it's not like they're hours that he'd be doing anything hugely productive with anyway. I guess that's one way to look at it and not feel quite so sad for him. So I wanted to re-watch All About Steve to see, like, in, like, the, the past, sort of, like, 14 years or the, the passage of time has gone by yeah. where, you know, was it people just being a little bit sniffy because it was the other movie she made the year she won the Oscar? And? Not really. It's better than the movie she won the Oscar for. What was that, The Blind Side? Yeah. It's better than that because that, no, nobody gives a shit about that movie anymore, do they? In that, in that just, like, some kind of white saviour Yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Whereas in this one, at least she plays a crazy horny person. I don't think she's any kind of horny person in The Blind Side, is she? You put, sure. put real emphasis on crazy then. Yeah, but that. And, you know, she becomes obsessed with Bradley Cooper, which I think we could all get behind. I, it, it's alright, it's all about Steve. It's, it's fine. It's perfectly passable for this type of movie. It's better, for instance, than uh, The Other Woman. 
which I also watched, which is not very good. What? And yes, I have seen it before. And yes, I did remember that it wasn't very good about halfway through it. I mean, I can tell from a distance and just from the front cover that it's not very good. Well, what I'm going to say here is, however, um, Kate Upton can't act. I've watched two of her movies recently. She can't act. And she's nowhere near as attractive as people would like to think she is. Um, Leslie Mann, as time goes by, becomes less funny. Um... And uh, Cameron Diaz is still quite a charming film presence. And it is is missed. Mm. I'm kind of looking forward to the return of Cameron Diaz. Oh, it's got a throner in there as well. Has it? Who? Nikolai Costa-Waldo. Oh, cool. Also, well, I like the fact that it's in that period uh, of Don Johnson's career for a little bit where he was basically playing the same character in everything, which was the lead girl's dad, who is divorced... And married to young, married has has several marriages to younger women, because <laughs> there's about four or five that does it say like in a, like a five six year period when that's the character he plays, uh, but it, it it fits. Also, the best thing about this movie, and there's there's not a lot, I'm gonna be honest, is Nicki Minaj has a cameo in it, not as Nicki Minaj, but as um, Cameron Diaz's secretary, and she's really quite good and quite fun in it. <laughs> A big fan of Margaret Thatcher, though, and I can't forgive her for that. Oh, it's a piece of shit, con. Yeah. Um, right. I've got two more, three more. Right, but I do have another rom com. But this one's not bad, actually. So, following on from watching Shotgun Wedding, where I thought Josh Duhamel was actually quite fun in it, in Shotgun Wedding. And I thought the guy, the guy has a little bit of comedic time into him. Mm. Now, he tried his hand at the action thing, and it just didn't work. It didn't stick for him because mm. in the Transformers movies, bits like that. So I decided to go back and watch one of his earlier um, rom coms, and there was a few Katie Hegel ones in there. I thought I'm not going to do that. No, uh, but I could cope with a. Um, a Kristen Bell one. Because she's quite charming. Yeah. Um, so I watched When in Rome. So that, I, did, I went in completely blind with this one. Just based on cast. Because you've also got Will Arnett's in there. John Hedder's in there. Danny DeVito is there as well. And so is Dax Shepard. <laughs> I like Dax Shepard. Right. <laughs> well, we all like Dax Shepard. Um... So the idea and the premise of Wedding Rome is that Kristen Bell plays a character called Beth who's not very good at relationships because she's more in love with her job than she is with anyone that she gets in a relationship with. Yeah. And then her sister invites her to her her wedding that she's having with this guy that she's just met and it's, where is it, where do you reckon it is? Is it in Rome? It's in fucking Rome, right? So she goes there um, and she meets Josh Duhamel, who is the best man for her sister's groom. And they get on quite well. But then um, she sees him with another girl and thinks, ah, oh, he's just a fucking sleaze. But it turns out that that girl was actually just like just a random drunk girl who was latching onto him. 
But in the meantime, she gets in a fountain in Rome that people throw coins and things into to fall in love, right? And decides, in a drunken stupor, to save these people from love because love's bollocks by picking out their coins, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's funny. Right? (laughs) What dickhead. But, but, do you know what the thing there is? Well, legend says that if you remove a coin from that fountain, that person will then fall in love with you. She goes back to fucking New York. Yeah. Right? Danny DeVito's falling in love with her because he'd thrown a coin in there. Will Arnett's falling in love with her because he's thrown a coin in there. John Hedder, who's a magician, has fallen in love with her because he threw a coin in there. And she thinks that Josh Duhamel threw a coin in there. And that's why he's falling in love with her. So all these people fall in love with her and attract. What is it? on oh, Dax Shepard as well. But Dax Shepard just plays a model um, who is more in love with himself. And the thing is, it's kind of quite fun, the movie, because of the characters that are in it. Yeah. There. But then to get it, like to break the spell, she has to give the coins back to the guys. Yeah. Um, so she goes round because all the guys end up meeting. And kind of know kind of what's going on, but are all still trying to get her affections. Mm. So they're helping her um, in her life because that's the way that they should, you know, that they should show love. So she ends up giving the coins back to them, and you get like them as she gives the coins, they snap out of this spell, and but they're aware of what's happened, and they kind of give a little bit of a story of look. I don't actually think I was in love with you. I was just in love with Dan DeVito. Was like. I don't think I was in love with you. I think I was just in love with the fact that you made me feel like I used to feel my wife before she left me. And so he has a little bit of clarity. Um, and Will Arnett's character, he's like an artist, but actually works in like a uh, a shoe shop. Um, and she just gave him the confidence to be an artist. John Hedder's magician... Um, he could never perform in front of people just did magic at home, but she gave him the confidence to do that. And then she goes to Dax Shepard, gives his back, he's like, I don't think I learned anything, really. Like, at all. I'm still surprised you didn't go with me. Look at me. Because <laughs> he just randomly keeps taking his shirt off places so that people can look at him. <laughs> and to be fair... Dax Shepard's got fucking ripped for this fucking <laughs> performance so that he could literally just comically take his shirt off places and ask people to look at him. He's in quite good shape anyway. Yeah, but he is super ripped in this. Right. So I had a fun time with the <laughs> when in Rome. It's a, it's, it's a good movie for what this movie needs to be. I mean, you've just given a really in-depth uh, description of it, so it's obviously affected you deeply. Yeah. I also rewatched Shooter. She was good. I don't think I've seen it. You have seen this. We've watched this. Yeah, I don't think I've watched The Mark Wahlberg one, Anton Fuqua, um, with Michael Pena. Gets framed for... they. Danny Glover hires him to, like, um, essentially plot to assassinate the president because they think the president's about to be assassinated and then actually use his, his stalking of it and setting it up to actually assassinate the... I think it's like the prison of Ethiopia. Right. It's good. I enjoyed Rip Mario Watch of Shooter. Good. It's a good film. But I also did watch a good film. A genuinely good film. Got to be one in there. Yeah. So I rewatched Widows. Because I remember like, enjoying Widows. Mm. Um, but have not rewatched it since. And so I thought it's about time I did. 
think the reason you've not rewatched really it is because I didn't like you it. You didn't like it, yeah. Um, and I went to rewatch it to sort of see have. Cause in my brain, I was thinking there's a little bit of me thinks that have we maybe has everyone just kind of slept on what could be a future like full blown classic? That's mm. so close. It's so close to being a fucking. Do you know what? This is a five star banger. It's so close, but it's just not. It's just not quite there. I think it. Yeah. I think part of it is the. The setup doesn't really make too much sense. The there's too much going on. Um, within it. But Brian Tyree Henry and Daniel Kaluuya are fucking brilliant. Yeah. In it, like genuinely fucking brilliant. Brian Tyree Henry, he's did he get nominated for an Academy Award for this? I'm gonna have to check that. Here is your boy. Did he get nominated for Causeway? He did, yeah. Did he get nominated for Widows? No. Did one of them get nominated for Widows? Did Daniel no, Kaluuya... no. It was like a it, Oscar shutout. It didn't get anything. Did it not? No. That surprises me. Yeah, it's it's almost a fucking an absolute five star bagger, but just doesn't quite get it. Um, Kaluuya is fucking terrifying at points in it. Mm. Um. And from very early on, uh, Colin Farrell's doing some um, great work in it. Robert Duval is good in it. Liam Neeson feels like he's in a different movie. He feels like he's in a Liam Neeson movie. Um, and the although the, the the idea that these women take on the role, so what is it? And it just doesn't quite go right, but it goes okay. Just feels a little bit like, hang on a minute. You, you don't you don't go from being never committed a crime to being super criminals just because somebody left you a notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little. That's how good the notebook was. There's a little bit of that. Um, it's it's very it's good. It's not very good. Interesting. Yeah, I was hoping that I'd go back and rewatch it and go, no, five star fucking banger, but it's still just a four star, very good film. And that was that was it. That's what I watched this week. Interesting shit in there, Eclectic is what Eclectic, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like to take our listeners on a journey. <laughs> what? You need to take them on a better journey. <laughs> well, fuck you. Um, questions? We have some. Um, Dale Black Lanterns. Ooh, come on. Do you have any memories about your local video rental shop growing up? Uh, renting Suburban Commando from the Ritz in Warminster. <laughs> oh, Ritz before it became Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Blockbuster bought it out. Yeah. yeah it was that and one. they, oh God, they had a massive shop and then located to a smaller one and that was really annoying. Yeah, it, it was red. They had a yellow and red, the Ritz. Yellow and red. Logo, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to they 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 were big at having all the little tabs. 
What was mm. yours, Bex? Uh, we had a take one video. Right? Take one video. Uh, around the corner in Haxby. And that one at Haxby? It was. No, take one one at Haxby. It was. No, take one wasn't Haxby. It was, it was take, one, take one video was in Huntington. It was where the uh, British Heart Foundation shot it. Well, we must have had two. There was a take one video in Haxby. Mm, questioning that. And we used to go on a Saturday night and get a... Um, Pizza from the uh, takeaway pizza place that was on that little shopping arcade in Haxby, and a video, and watch it as a family. Um, but it was back when takeaway pizza that you get from takeaway wasn't like, like it wasn't like it is now. They were basically like, just like normal oven pizzas. <laughs> yeah. You just paid for them more. Um, yeah, that was it really. We always used to watch films together on Saturday night because grew up in a very Tory household well we had uh, I remember Max's video which is now a Starbucks um, and then there was the guy in the video van people are always baffled by this this idea hmm. guy literally came out your house with a van that was just kitted out in the back with a load of video things on it there you made a video off him and he came back like a week and a half later and got it back off you he just never came back once and I got a copy of Young Einstein and uh, Moving you just never picked him up I wonder if he died. I don't know. He probably just got arrested. Um, <laughs> I just don't think. Yeah, I, he probably I, wasn't only doing. Videos I don't out think he was only doing videos out yeah. the back of the van. To be honest, yes. Uh, and then yeah, tape on video, uh, but the one in Huntington, the one that actually existed. <laughs> Joking. Um, it was definitely a tape one because it was a choices video first. It didn't become. It can't become choices after tape one because tape one had already closed by the time the choices had opened. And what is it? It must have gone the other way around. Must have gone the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Um, Take one, but the, but the take one had a take one pizza next door to it. Yeah. Uh, but I never used to get pizza from there. But I did have an agreement, or my pet, my dad had an agreement with the guy who owned it uh, that I could just rent whatever I wanted to. Nice. And so I could. Fair. And so I go in and just like I just turn off my bike, set my bike outside, go in. I'd usually rent one from the new releases or the newish releases, mm. one from the random like pound ones they had, mm. uh, which was the rest of them, um, and then he'd. I always pick another one out and just give me it for free. So I'd pay like three fifty and get three movies uh, rented. It's alright, is that? Yeah, so that was alright. That yeah, and had a little had a little bite confectionery stand in there. So I'd buy like that for like a five, or I'd get like some sweets. What is it? And I'd always watch all of them back to back after uh, watching Maps Today on a Saturday night. It's so cool. I was fucking cool. Yeah, got to watch some like fucking gnarly shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that. Yeah, but yeah, it was. It was just. It was fucking. It was good having that. We didn't. We didn't go at the the Ritz one because it was the other way. <laughs> it was probably closer. But I think they were like fifty p more or something like that. Wow. Oh, no. uh, John Dagefield, uh, Lisa Loring, uh, assumed no relation, uh, who played Wednesday Adams in the first screen adaptation of the Adams Family, sadly passed away a couple of weeks ago. Any relation to Ian? And who is the most famous person you've met? So. No relation to me. Um, there are notable Lorings in America that are distant relations. Oh, really? Not not in good ways. Oh, not in good ways. <laughs> uh, one was a plantation owner. Oh. So that's fun. And uh, one, uh, Joshua Loring. Um, I'm just going to look him up now. 
because this is a fucking doozy. Oh, no, hang on. Or was it his grandson? No, he was grandson to Thomas Loring, who... Oh, no, fuck. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um... So, no, Joshua Loring um, had the Loring Greenow House, uh, which still stands in Boston, Massachusetts, and is one of the only existing buildings from the 18th century that still stands there, which is something. Um, but, yeah, uh, so one of my ancestors was uh, found guilty, along with another guy of... Um, being responsible for the deaths of several thousand uh, men, uh, U.S. soldiers who were kept offshore on boats and not allowed to enter the U.S. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, that's a fair one. That all. <laughs> and the thing is, it's funny because my dad, um, for years lied about our lineage and said that we were originally uh, Lorensky and uh, ran away uh, from Russia in the late 40s um, and uh, made the entire thing up basically because it kind of seems like we originated from uh, not very nice stock from America. <laughs> Um, but I, I am the last of our line as well. Well, no, Lottie is the last of our line. And, you know, like the bloodline, she'll be it. Uh, the name, probably be it. So, in, in terms of that. So, I don't know. My death counts for something, I suppose. <laughs> she might be a very modern lady and keep her own name and then pass onto her children. I mean, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, biologically, there'll be none of that plantation-owning blood still there, I suppose. Sorry, I just... Yeah, not great. I wasn't... Uh, no, Lisa Loring wasn't a relative. <laughs> Most famous person I met took a piss next to Matt Smith once and, like, looked at him and went, Doctor, as I walked <laughs> out. Nice. <laughs> I've never met a famous person. The closest I've come to that would be um, coming out of the ladies' bathrooms at the Dirty Pretty Things gig and seeing Noel Fielding shagging someone in the ladies' bathroom. Yeah. Oh, no, shit. I mean, oh, God. I fucking... I mean... I mean, Matt Smith is more famous, but I did a bunch of cocaine with members of the Von Bondies once. Um, of uh, indie hit from the 2000s yeah. come on come on uh, there, you, there you go yeah, yeah I've never actually met a famous person to like talk to um, a famous person I don't know it depends John Hurt was pretty famous yeah that's a good one for you isn't it yeah, yeah. Joe Strummer that was a weird one yeah yeah Bumped into him at, uh, at Leeds Festival in like the most casual way, like literally bumped in. Ice tea, I bumped into as well, but I literally walked into Ice tea and said sorry. That's fucking weird. Yeah, um, but yeah, I had a conversation with Joe Strummer um, from bumping into him, and it was only like about 
literally as I started talking to this guy, I had just like Gabe just bumped into him and said sorry and then started chatting. That I was like aware, like my brain was going, it's your fucking struggle. <laughs> so what you're saying is your clumsiness has led to you meeting some famous people. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they'd probably be probably be it. Same Judy Dench. Yeah, well, I've met Judy Dench several times. Yeah, I've argued with her about. Chronicles are ridic. Chronicles are ridic. <laughs> right, tell that story, please. So, um, Judy Dench is from York, um, and um, still a lot of the time lives in York. Um, I used to fire a, a friend used to go to the rap party for the York Panto back when it was a, a big deal. Mm. Um, and so I, every year I used to go to that. Judy Dench is uh, good friends with Beric Kaler, who used to do the Panto in York at the Theatre Royal. So he now does it the one at the Opera House. Um, so she used to frequently attend this rap party. This rap party, um, and so I'd met her a few times at that, and we'd had like chats about things. Um, and the a few years after Chronicles of Riddick had come out, I was having a chat with her, a little bit. I wasn't hammered, but I'd had a couple of drinks, but was very much like in control of what I was saying but was probably a little bit more like willing to have an argument with an Oscar winner <laughs> um, and I was sort of saying like, I, I actually quite enjoyed uh, Chronicles of Reddit I thought it was, it was quite good and she was very much like no it, 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 it's crap it was a paycheck it's crap it's a very bad movie it is an absolute piece of shit and I was like well I disagree with you um, I thought I think it's actually quite a good movie think it was misunderstood and she was basically arguing, it's not misunderstood it's crap and I, was, and I was just arguing saying no I think you think it's crap because you think you're above all this because you're an actor uh, and you do theatre and all of these things and you can just and basically just try telling Judy Dench off did she call you an idiot? yeah I mean she's probably right I mean, she's definitely right. You are an idiot. Yeah. But not for that reason. But not for that reason. For a whole slew of other reasons. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I said Magma Judy Dench. Nice. Yeah. Good. I still think I'm right. Chronicles Riddick's fine. Yeah. I quite enjoy Chronicles Riddick. I do do enjoy that the argument was, no, the film you were in was good. (laughs) That's it, yeah. (laughs) And she was just saying it wasn't. And so I, I, I refused to, what is it? But... Again, she uh, she had a lot of positive things to say about Vin Diesel. Aww. Like, genuinely, she was like, he, she, she counts him as like a friend. I don't see how you can be sniffy about being in Chronicles of Riddick and then go forward a few years and make fucking cats. It's a fair point. Uh, Rick Kidd, what are your favourite straight performances by more known for comedic roles? Oh, shit. Ooh. Will Ferrell, Stranger Than Fiction. That's a good answer. I was thinking that. He's really good in that. Him and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. It's weirdly okay, given the age gap. Like, I... I, I, Is it that big of an age gap with us? No, I don't think it's that big. But, yeah. Um, Yeah, he's good in that. Yeah, he's yeah, that. That's the one that jumps into my mind. There's probably more 
Like ten year gauge gap, I think there is in that. There's probably more like obvious ones, but yeah, that's a good one. What's that one that Robin Williams is in? Which one? The one where he's like a murderer. Not one hour photo. Insomnia. Yeah. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Mm. Robin Williams. He's, has a... he's quite menacing in that, and you're like, "Oh, you're Robin Williams. Why are you being scary? Go away." Yeah. Ooh. I think I'm gonna come with the Will Ferrell one. Let's see. He's very good in that. Because he's known more for straight up comedic roles. Mm. Whereas Robin Williams had done like Dead Poet Society and things like that. There's a chops to it. Yeah. Right. Well, what are we covering next week, Ian? So, uh, coming up, we've got... Oh, shit, yeah, it's Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, isn't it? Oh, God. Well, which... so bad. Yeah, it does look it, crap. It, it's, it's not getting the best of word, either. Oh, so... Can we just watch the first one again and like do a retro review? <laughs> I'm, I, I, it, it, it can't be just. The, it can't be the movie that is in the trailer. There has to be more to it than that. Why does it? So apparently, the others only appear via Skype in what is essentially a cameo. Oh, and I am gutted by that. Yeah. Um. It, it, yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 see how that one goes. Um. But Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon, your place or mine? Is that? Is that? Which stream was that on? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. I'll... We don't have to do Magic Mike. We could just do the whale. I kind of want to see Magic Mike. I kind of want to do the full trilogy at the cinema. The completest in me wants to see it, but but I'm I'm happy to see to. What's the Netflix one? Your place or mine? It's not on the spreadsheet. It's been added recently. It, yeah, it's I haven't updated the spreadsheet. Oh, okay. Because women talking is on the spreadsheet. Oh, women! Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, do you know what? I think that is out, but it's just not playing anywhere. Mm. Let's have a look, see if it's playing Parkway, or if we want to watch it. <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, The Son, is that the son that's the, the follow-up to The Father? Is that out? The Father. That's next week, isn't it? I forgot that existed. <gasps> Cocaine uh, Bears really soon. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Oh, exciting. Hang on. So, oh, the whale's now playing at Parkway next week, Bex. Oh, yeah, we'll do that then. Well, so I, I'm, I'm happy for whatever anyone wants to do. Right, okay. So, look. The thing is, people don't seem to like Magic Mike. No. And I... How many films do you guys really... Like, just... Sorry, production meeting now. But how many films do you guys think you'd actually get to next week? Depends if they see outside ones or watch at home ones. That's the problem. That, okay, so two, couldn't we? Two at the cinema. Yeah, I think we'd struggle with that. Next week, in March, okay. Yeah, so no one okay, so if we're saying one at the cinema, is it Magic Mike or is it the Whale? I'd rather see the Whale, but you want to see Magic Mike at the cinema. 
Yeah, but I can just go on another time. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, look. Shall we? Shall we say that we will commit to the whale and try and do magic, Mike? And try and do magic, Mike. Yeah, that's fine. I'm alright committing to that. Yeah, and that Netflix okay. one. Yeah, we'll do the Netflix one as well. Bex? Hmm. An Ashton Kutcher rom-com, All Becky. Right. That's Mark Nip. That is Mark All right, It's look. not Becky Nip, is it? All right, look, 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 look. We'll do The Whale as an all three of us and then whatever else is a bonus. Yep. Right. So that was episode 480. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you, Mark. Seriously, Women Talking is out this week <laughs> and I don't see anywhere that it's playing that film is nominated for best picture that's bonkers there is a poster up in parkway for it saying coming soon and it's not playing this weekend <laughs> film distributors association says it's coming out this week i i think no. it's the week after They're i think it's playing like wrong. two screens in london this week and it's playing what is it Oh, God, maybe it's something like that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If Chapter's not playing it, then I'll really know. Hang on. No, I'm not ending the show until I've found out. Never. Is it just getting, like, a super limited release? While you guys are checking that, can I just say that your place or mine sounds, like, teeth-itchingly shit? I'm up for it. The only thing that's making me kind of uh, want to watch it is that Steve Zahn's in it. Steve Zahn? Yes. All right. Why did you shout that? <laughs> women talking plays here uh, next week. Weirdly, I don't know whether chapters um, uh, screen times are just fucked, but next Friday the seventeenth is playing at one twenty, one forty, and then not again until eight twenty. That must. So you got a twenty minute gap. <laughs> And then you've got about seven hours. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone's programmed that wrong, haven't they? I think so. Uh, but yeah, that would okay, be played so, on two yeah. screens. So, women talking, which sounds like the most literal descriptive of a film that's ever been made. <laughs> What's it um, about? Just some fucking women talking. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that. that me right now there's the Nelson Muntz thing coming out of just there were two things wrong with that film. <laughs> <laughs> right okay there we go we're ending it we're ending it um no Mark's hosting but we'll be back with the whale next week maybe Magic Mike maybe your place or mine who knows yes thank you very much for listening guys goodbye bye bye